Uh, welcome back to the fifth annual, not annual. <laughs> this is why I don't intro. This is why I don't intro. Welcome back to the fifth Nerdist School Network crossover podcast featuring the podcast of Two Worlds, Novice and Frank, and Tim Talk. I'm your host, Cameron Dexter, with... Uh, I'm Trevor Reese from the podcast of Two Worlds. And I am Chris Fimbres from the podcast of Two Worlds. Hi, I'm Amanda Barnes from the Novice and Frank. And I'm Frank from the Novice and Frank, and I feel like we should take a moment now just to... You know, eulogize Chris Lord. It's it's been a, a rough couple hours, uh, but but Chris is currently missing. We've Presumed replaced dead. him with a mop on a stand. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he has the na- the same negative feelings towards everything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I must say though, it is nice having just one Chris to avoid confusion. It is. That's true. I'm behind the reason he's gone. Oh. Like at a certain point, I was just like, "Enough of this two Chris bullshit." Gasp. Only one Chris can survive. Mm-hmm. Gasp. I would like to say, so I, I listened, uh, so I missed the Wonder Woman podcast last time, and I would like to say that I feel like it's much more negative when I'm not here. <laughs> oh, you guys just ripped that movie apart. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Really, I loved really? it. I mean, ev- I mean, you didn't like. Say no one said they hated it, but all you did was just talk about the negative things. I really, felt like. I listened to it and I was like, "Wow, I really feel like I'm kissing that movie's ass." <laughs> I was like, "I really feel like I'm like, oh my god, I just discovered Jesus." <laughs> do you, you want to take a moment to kind of add some? Oh know, no, you guys, goodwill you guys to pretty it? much covered covered everything that I wanted to say. Um, so you you had all negative thoughts too, then? Yes, it was the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen. How dare you? No, I loved it. It was it was it was great. You know, there was the CGI thing that we brought up mm-hmm. that. I did feel a little, especially at the beginning with uh, young Diana. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very apparent. I'd almost felt like TV quality at some stages, which I felt very offended by. We didn't talk much about young Diana. We should do another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> young young Diana. Diana. Yes. Well, bringing up CGI, I felt like there was only one shot in Spider-Man Homecoming, and I've seen it twice, that stuck out to me as kind of like, eh. And that is a scene where he's going onto the ferry and he paraglides basically over there. And that looks basically like they had a stick figure and a string just kind of like as he's flying over. It's like, oh, that shot did not look that good. By the way, we're discussing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Coming I guess that was today. supposed Woo! to be my job. No, no. Frank interrupted you. Frank interrupted you. Uh, yes, we're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> it's very exciting. Uh, do we want to do just uh, rough thoughts at the very uh, just to start this off? Let's just dive right in. Dive right in. Frank, did you have any rough thoughts? You you look like you're crying. No, Frank, I'm, what's, I'm fine. What's guys. going on? I'm fine. What's going on over there? I'm fine. I'm sorry. I I uh, I really enjoyed the film. I feel like for some reason this movie I have not. I can't think of the last time I really saw a film twice so quickly, and this one I did, and it's just really just been sticking with me. I really enjoyed it. You saw this movie, t- so you saw this movie twice since it came out, which it's only been a couple of days. Yes. And you also found time. Didn't you go see Avengers Live? I did see Marvel Avengers. Avengers? Live? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Oof. You gotta give us, <laughs> give us, give uh, us. Before we go yes. too deep into Spider Man, <laughs> yes. let's, yes, yes, yes. let's pause because we have the time to do this. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> so give us, give us bullet points. All right. So the Avengers point. Live. This is their new stage show. It's going to be traveling for three years, guys. Shit. Three years. Big Til 2020. Up. That's right. Mm-hmm. 2020. Kicking off at the Staples Center. So the big, huge weekend. I kicked off on the uh, same day as Spider-Man Homecoming came out. Mm-hmm. I saw it on Saturday, uh, July 8th. Very sparsely populated over there in the Staples Center. Not a huge crowd. But uh, basically the idea is that uh, the Guardians are after the Wanda Batum because they're trying to get it for the Collector. And, of course, Yandu shows up. Nebula shows up. Everything happens. They teleport. Now everybody's after the Wanda Batum. It's basically Loki has been putting all this in motion. And so now starts off in space, comes to Earth. You get to have the Avengers. You get to have Spider-Man. 
Black Panther. It's uh, the the barest of plots and really, really just cheesy fighting. Uh-huh. Oh, is, is it the Infinity War you were hoping for? Oh my gosh! If this, ter- <laughs> if this is what Infinity War turns out, I'm so scared. I am so scared. Could you figure out? Um, what broke Jeremy Renner's arms from watching <laughs> the stage show? There was no Hawkeye in there. What? Yeah, all they had was uh, Captain America, Black Widow, Thor, Iron Man. Hulk doesn't show up until the very end, and Hulk is a man on stilts. <laughs> and he walks so awkwardly. They should have just made it like six guys. <laughs> they should have made Hulk. If you were going to be Hulk, Hulk, they, if they were going to go for a guy on stilts, they should have really committed and been like one dude is each leg and then like another. They should have gotten some like acrobats in there and made it. Yeah. And Excuse rather than me. Scarlet Witch, they had Wasp, which I appreciated. Like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, even some Wasp, uh, wasp shout-out. Uh, Unstoppable Wasp? And Iron Fist. Uh, you know, and uh, finally, as I said, it was great to see Iron Fist in costume since we never get to see him in the Netflix series. Oh, that's was the brief amount of Iron Fist in that show better than <laughs> the full amount of Iron Fist on Netflix? Putting him in his costume already made it better, so like anything else was going to be fine. And it's all voiced by uh, everybody that does the animated series voices. Oh, cool. And so all the actors are just basically lip syncing to the dialogue. Mm. So, yeah, it was all right, but it's just a lot of like the sto- stunt choreography is just like a lot of obvious like not even coming close to connecting, not really selling any of the punches or anything that's happening. Mm, it's uh, it's very cheesy. Kids, I guess, they, I think love it because you get to see all these heroes. I mean, it's essentially the Chitari drive a motorcycle too, which I loved. Like the South Plan. that's how they attack the Avengers by coming in on motorcycles. I'm like, oh, is it is it better or worse than the Waterworld show? That was my question. You mean the number one rated stunt show in the country? Well deserved number one rated show in the country. It's better because it's shorter. Oh wow! Yes, and it. Oh, had, wait, you're saying Waterworld? Yeah, Waterworld. Oh, okay. Waterworld's twenty minutes. This with well, the intermission. The Avengers was twenty minutes. It was almost no, like an like, hour wow, and a half. Wow! How much did you pay to go see a twenty minute Avengers show? Yeah, this yeah. is like an hour and a half, even with oh, an okay. intermission. And so, it's you know, at least Waterworld, you got to give it up for just being <laughs> short and sweet, no matter how kind of cheesy that is as well. Well, what the what the jerk think of it? She uh, she kind of liked it at first when everybody's coming out, and then got freaked out in the second half of the motorcycles. It was really loud. And then they had fire dancers come out for some reason. I don't know why they had fire dancers needed they, to be out there. How were they dressed? What, what, what was their they, relevance? Uh, they were uh, from the Savage Land. That's what their deal was. Okay. So, yeah, they, yeah, they went to the Savage Land, which is kind of a nice shout-out. Okay. Who and then she got into the it. Savage That's a question. Who owns the Savage Land for the movies? Because we haven't seen it yet. Is no. that a Marvel thing, or do you think Fox has that? I got to admit, well, it could be one of those split ones where they get a share like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. It could be that. Interesting. But I would assume any, anybody could use that. So they show up there, there's fire, they fight, and then at the end, the Hulk finally, the banner is uh, subdued by Loki, so he can't change into the Hulk for pretty much the whole so entire show. So just a small white guy. It's a small white guy for just laying yep. on stage. Who's standing in a green light for the majority of the show. Sorry, he can, he can only feel pain, he can't feel anger. Which I'm like, oh, okay. That's what Loki put a spell on him for. But finally, they have this deal. This is how they, they save the day, everybody. Is they everybody spoilers? Yeah, yeah. spoilers Man, abound. Everybody. Iron Man has adapted this new piece into his thought, uh, his uh, uh, armor, where if everybody just focuses their thoughts towards Iron Man, they will charge up his armor uh, enormously, so he can be able to shoot. That's out some super Dragon Ball Z bullshit right there. <laughs> yeah. So it's them all just standing around posing, and a light comes down on them, and like I'm getting charged up. That's and then amazing. He, that's the like the he just used the spirit bomb. <laughs> that's, that's oddly perfect because he's such a narcissist. He's oh. like, the only way to fuel my armor is if everyone just focuses on me for a minute. <laughs> Which they do name check in the show, so at least they recognize that. But at the end, so they have the Wanda with tomb all the way in the far end of the stage. Hulk is trapped all the way on this side. So they're at the farthest points from each other. 
Iron Man frees Hulk with his using his, you know, the power of thought and love. Power of friendship. Them. Yes. Then Hulk on stilts has to do this really long, slow, lumbering <laughs> walk all the way across to smash the force field around the Wanda with Doom to stop everything. What? But it takes forever because he's just a man in stilts kind of lumbering down. <laughs> what are you saying? Wa- what are you, Wanda with, what is? What Wanda with Tomb. Wanda It's a what Doctor tomb? Strange kind of, it's a mystical uh, device, but it's floating in outer space at the beginning of there, but it's, but it's a, a magical weapon. There's I think D. they name dropped it in Wutum. Doctor Strange. Wand of Watoom. Yeah. It's three yes. words. Yes. I heard Wanda Watoom yeah. like yeah. the like a, hip, like a hip new up and comer that's <laughs> that gonna be sassy new friend. Yeah that you'll see this Friday on NBC. Like Wanda Watoom. <laughs> but I own one they, that was part of the merch. They would sell your own very you, own You bought wand. a Wanda I bought a wand, wand guys. <laughs> it's like how often are you going to see like the wand made into an actual like thing that you can carry? Real question now. Yes. How many wands do you own? I only own the one. You don't have any Harry Potter wands? No. Oh, no, I actually do have one Harry Potter one when it first opened. So so you have CO2 wands. Yes. Well, we have vamped enough. (laughs) He did bring it. Oh! So Look at ins- this. insider edition for the podcast. Oh, we that have been is cool. trying to collect the posters of the five episodes that we have uh, watched, and so far, up until this episode, it was just the Lego Batman <laughs> poster. <laughs> first terrible job. We did. So we have been sitting blankly with just uh, the Batman Lego Batman uh, poster, but now I brought in the Spider Man one for Homecoming, and now Chris Lord, who has just showed up, brought his Logan Welcome, poster. Chris. Hello, all. That is a beautiful Boo. poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I got my See, you escaped. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh boy! We'll have to work so on that. basically, go see uh, Marvel Universe Lab, guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just, all the, all the reviews that I've seen so far are kind of what you said. It's there's no positive review. It's just like this is great for kids. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That kids are gonna it. love this. Have you guys ever seen a show like that? Like whatever it is, live. We're when I was in college, I saw My Little Pony Marvel live. live okay, Maybe that's why I'm so convinced that they could have made the Hulk out of more than one person because all those ponies were two people. <laughs> and my roommate took me to see it when I was in college. It's a great experience. So how would they have made six people into the Hulk? You would have somebody on somebody's shoulders? Yeah, it's the... It's, and have them in a trench coat? It's the coat? artistry of live theater, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Suspend your belief for half a damn second. Okay. Yeah, you'd have like two dudes and you'd have this... But it would be cool because he'd be this huge towering character and when kids see him, he'd, they'd be like, whoa, and they'd look over the fact that it was more than one person. You'd have each... One person is each leg and then you'd have like another person like standing on each of their shoulders and Standing. Then, yeah. Dang. There yeah. you go. And holding two other people. Yeah. <laughs> to be the <laughs> be arms. really strong. That would be a no, very, very large Hulk. It'd be cool. Well, okay. So three people, because you'd have maybe like two guys is the leg, one guy standing up like on each of their like one guy with the right foot on the right guy's shoulder and the left on the left guy's shoulder, and then he'd be manipulating the arms like puppets. Guys. Yeah, it could mm. work. Okay. All right, I'm going to write a Hulk musical, and then you're all going to be sorry. Oh, I thought you were going to make us all be in it. You're yeah. on, you're all going to be You're all going to be, you're going to be left leg. You're going to be right leg. You're going to be guy on shoulders. Sweet. It's going to be great. I'm trying to take a uh, huge little, selfie little of all picture. of us. Can we do it? Can we make it happen? Let's do it while we're on air, while everybody has to wait for us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Lord puts on his mic, uh, okay, his headphones. Great, great. All right, cool. Oh. Here we go. Bamping, we're bamping. Well, I think while, while we do this photo, I think we can just jump 
straight into Spider-Man now that we're yeah, all here. Let's do it. With that nice interlude with Marvel Live. Yeah, yeah. that was a nice little warm-up. Don't cut it, Trevor. Please, don't cut it. <laughs> That's my one thing, man. That's all I have. I have no opinions about Spider-Man. I just, <laughs> oh, I went all in on Marvel Live. <laughs> okay, so I, I haven't missed anything at all yet? No. Nope. We have oh. talked a second. Oh, fantastic. Okay. You have. It's just all been about Marvel Live. Yeah. I think, yeah, Frank gave a very rough intro and then right. switched over. <laughs> uh, so, Spider-Man. We Spider-Man all, I think everyone man. liked it is the general consensus. Yeah. Um, yes. I had, I had a few... I walked out of the theater in a very odd mood. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it, but there were so many questions I had about, like, the decisions that were made on that movie. Ooh, like what? Um, uh, with Donald Glover's character... Kind of Aaron how Davis. little, excuse me, Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis. What well, I just mean him as an actor, how yeah. little he was used, mm. and I understand them setting up further. And I was trying to compare him to like Coulson in the Iron Man's, but like even Coulson, I feel like had a bigger part, and people kind of knew his reasoning. Like as an average fan, I didn't know that he was Miles's uncle until I read it. What? Like I read that before. <gasps> Spoiler, that's his uncle. Oh Miles Morales God. is in this universe. Yeah, I understand oh. that that's what he meant when uh, he's like, I got a nephew who lives around here. I got to keep him safe. No, right. I was like, this is weird. I, I was on? the singular person who wooed when he said that in my, in my theater. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then like literally like a minute later, like that long of a delay, 60 seconds, someone went like, woo. Yeah. Like, like it was a taller response. <laughs> like, like, he Google didn't understand. Yeah. He clearly didn't get it. I was the only one in my theater who understood Miles Morales. You know what's fun for me? Is that when you guys are like, oh, he's Miles Morales' uncle, I'm like, holy shit, I understand. Because, like, Yay. I don't know if a year ago, I would have no, thank you, thank you for baby applause. I would have not, I would have been like, oh, yeah, Miles Morales' uncle. That's cool. Like, so it's cool because I understand it. And I love Miles Morales. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense because I was literally like, why did Donald Glover take this part? And even that he was in the trailer, like, they, they were like, look who's in this movie. Donald Glover is, he's here. Yeah. He's going to be a part of this thing. A he's finally of, in a Spider Man movie. A lot of weird little cameos that were fun. Martin Starr. Oh, I, I love it. Martin Starr. be my teacher. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> but given, regardless Captain of like the, the, the scale of, the, of Donald Glover in that role, I felt like that role was consequential, though, to the plot. You needed Spider Man to find somebody that he could go back to to get the information. So I felt like even though Donald Glover may have been like, oh, why did we cast him for this part? I felt like the role in and of itself, the character was essential. More substantial than, say, Zendaya's character. <laughs> I've seen a lot of back and forth about Zendaya's character. First of all, question. Mm-hmm. I have heard about Zendaya for a long time now. I don't know what her. Why does she just have one name? Why is she famous? Why does everybody know. know her? She's uh, on some Disney ask? Kids. She, she was, yeah, she was a Disney kid with uh, Bella Thorne. They had a yeah uh, a Disney show. I think Shake It Up. Okay. Right? I, I obviously know everything. Don't 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 break your balls. That was the end of my <laughs> Disney my Disney <laughs> run. I mean, kind of I've ended heard. with that show. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that it lasted sixty six episodes. But that's you know that's nothing. <laughs> we all know you. Just I always it. thought Zendaya was a. I thought Zendaya was a guy. I thought Zendaya was a guy from American Idol. Who's the one named guy from America? Oh my God, Sanjaya! Sanjaya! <laughs> what a deep pull! Yes! Oh man! <laughs> I mean, I guess. It's, it's <laughs> I mean, he only has like I two albums. I hesitate to say like maybe his name's. <laughs> no, I know his name is Sanjaya. He was on American Idol for far too long. He had the pitchy actually, voice of an angel. I do remember him a little bit because like the one season I watched with my folks, and I was like, I'm done. I can't. 
Yeah. Uh, but I never loved or respected either of you more. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I didn't mind her, but until I, I found at the end where they decided, like, hey, she's really married Jane, guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I was like, then I liked her a little less. But she's not, because they, 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 they just they call her MJ. She's Michelle Jones. Yeah, yeah but I feel like they're going to call her MJ. Yeah. So If it's MJ, it's MJ. You don't have to be Mary Jane to be MJ. You could just be that figure in Peter's life. Right. Which is, I mean, I. <laughs> I'm all for not just casting a bunch of white people in superhero movies Amen. anymore. So like you I don't want it was bleached cool. red I hair. Like it was a cool atmosphere even just at a school. Yeah, it was it was a very modern school which I enjoyed. Mm. And I think my biggest complaint, even though I also kind of praise it, is Flash Thompson's character uh not being like the the jock. And I appreciate them not doing the like jocks pick on nerds mm-hmm. kind of bullying anymore. It's now much more kind of just like He's such what a doucher. It? Yeah, it's, it's well, kind of like mental bullying. I heard, like, yeah, that's what I heard. Like when they were talking about it, people were uh, they brought the uh, criticism to John Watts, the director, and he was saying like, you know what? Like my bullies weren't the jock guys. My bullies were the guys who were just dicks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah, I I I get that. I can get behind that. Like because yeah, it, it it it's more of a question of not whether or not it's modern. It's more of a question of whether or not it captures Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I. I, I Jerry's still kind of out. I need to see it again. I need to see it a second time. I try to, at least for the ones I love, I want to see it a second time. But yeah, I think there's the possibility that maybe it's straight from Flash Thompson. But also, like, this is the most Flash Thompson's gotten to do. Yeah, that's Joe Mangliano had, like, a scene where, like, the most he contributed to the Sam Raimi ones was that punch Mm -hmm. with with the Spider-Sense scene. And then whoever the hell that kid was in Amazing Spider-Man. Zitka? Again. Really, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's only yeah. been in a few Not movies to mention, that I've seen. Like, both those dudes are like thirty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, no, no wonder they're gonna beat the shit out of this high school kid. <laughs> but yeah, but it's just like it was cool because like at least they gave Flash a more substantial role. But also, this is entirely the spider, the ultimate Spider-Man comic book. The entirety of M- the MCU is the ultimate universe more than it is the traditional Marvel universe. And in that one. They really started softening Flash early, because like in, in traditionally, like in the comic books, Flash doesn't become a, a good person in Peter's life until way after high school. Mm-hmm. And within the comics, they sort of drop that, um, like probably like sixty issues in. Okay. Like him and Peter became really cool. Like um, Flash's like henchmen, like his like. His uh, his buddy Kong figured out Peter Parker was Spider Man, and it had this whole thing. And like, yeah, I th- I think it was cool just to finally have a Flash Thompson's Flash Thompson of substance, who we, we saw continually be a pain in the ass to Peter Parker. But yeah, it wasn't like, hey, fucking nerd, I'm gonna fucking throw a football at you and shove you in a locker. Like, it would have been cool to see a more traditional thing, cause like Betty Brandt. It's mm-hmm. cool to see Betty Brandt, but that's not necessarily like. Betty Brand. Yeah, I felt like that and uh, Genki. I, I, well, Ned Leeds. I wanted, why didn't they just call him Genki? Because that's who he was supposed to be, I feel like. And they kept on calling him Ned Leeds. And I feel like I, it just took me out. That little bit took me out. Like, Which, who is he? He was uh, Peter's friend. friend. The guy I the, loved him. Guy in the yeah, chair. He was I thought he yeah. was adorable and I thought that he was awesome. And well, yeah, I love the moment the, when he discovers it. That yeah. was such a great reveal to me. It was like there was so much tension in that moment. And then he just turns and just drops the Lego Death Star. <laughs> that was delightful. Which is heartbreaking to Yes. Yeah, I was like, no, <laughs> so much work. So it's $600 you just dropped on the floor. That's how I felt about it. But it could be reassembled. It's true. Know, but still, it's Did that bother you, Trevor, or somebody that loves that? It, it did. Because it's 
it's like I like the character and I like what they did with Ned. Like I don't have any problems in and of itself. It's just like the the cannibalization of Miles's backdrop. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fact that they pulled stuff from Miles' thing that makes him less impactful and implied it to Peter Parker Wait. that that's the problem. So is that character? Part of the Miles Morales Ultimate Run. Yeah, and yeah. he, he oh, looks. Okay. I didn't know that. He looks exactly, and his behavior is exactly well, like Bendis, him. I, I mean, yeah. I that was one of my questions for you guys is that when I was the the weirdly enough the Spider-Man that I am most familiar with at this point is Miles Morales because that's the only one that I kept as it should be it's the only one that I kept reading on my own volition I'll be 100% honest Miles Morales he's he's currently the most interesting Spider-Man he's awesome but but Um, I liked his relationship with his best friend so when I saw this I was like wait a minute and I just figured I was like well that's kind uh, of a in the comic books a couple months ago did like a burn on the movie um, because there's a um there's a scene in the current in the comic book in the current Spider-Man Ultimate uh, book. Um, there's a YouTuber. There's a female YouTuber mm-hmm. that uh, Genki has befriended because mm-hmm. she's obsessed with Spider-Man, and sort of like the two of them obsessed with Spider-Man are connecting. And um, but he's like he's not revealing his his real name. And so in in the uh, the tail end of their conversation, he's like, "What do I call you? Like you don't have a name." He's like, uh, "Call me Ned." And she says, you don't look like a Ned. Mm-hmm. As uh. it was like clearly like Bendis throwing shade <laughs> that the movie stole his character from his, uh, his and character. And frankly, just like really blatantly, he, everything, yeah. the design, like I say, the design as though this, this the person was designed. The entirety of lo- Yeah, his the, essence and his physical appearance was all. It's Ned ripped. is the only reason, is the only, de- it, its name is the only differential. So I, Why? I guess just because he was such a good character. I loved well, him in the, in the books. Because Peter Parker, his supporting cast when he was in high school were all dicks, dickheads to him. That's why he's such a butthead. Like it's Flash Thompson and Liz Allen and all these people. Like, Puny Parker. He, everyone was terrible to Peter Parker throughout high school. Nobody became cool, and he really kind of didn't have friends until they moved him to college. And I don't know what you get out of that, because anybody that's going to recognize the Ned, Ned Leeds name is going to it's going to be a really deep cut to longtime Spider-Man fans. Mm. He's the Hobgoblin. So, yeah, but why... I don't know what they gain yeah. by keeping him Ned. Why not just make him Ganky? Yeah. I don't know why they just keep the name the same. Well, well let's with the, with all this talk of Miles, let's not uh, brush past the fact that him being in this universe just kind of lets us know that Spider Man's gonna die at some point. Ah, <laughs> oh, boo! <laughs> Sorry, oh, spoiler yeah. alert, guys. Yeah, now talk about this awesome movie. Well, <laughs> so. I guess that's so that it's weird to me that they set up Miles Morales, but then blatantly took a piece of what's so important about him. Are they going to make this kid his friend? Or are they just going to scooch him on over? Like, is that kid going to be like, oh, I'm going to sh- now show you? I was friends I, of the old if, Spider-Man. If they make a move to bring in Miles Morales, and and I, I I'd be super stoked if this trilogy. I mean, stoked is a relative word, but if if this trilogy ends with Peter Parker dying. Before he finishes high school, I'd be, I'd, and, and then continuing on the Miles Morales story, I bet they would bring in his character, uh, the character Judge, to be his um, foil. Judge is this guy. He looks like Betty Brant's um, uh, co-host uh, on the morning, on like the announcements. Okay. And for a second before they announced his name, I'm like, oh, that's Judge. They're like fully mm-hmm. like pilfering all of Miles Morales's thing. But that's what I imagine they'll do, because that's a character who is a, he's so much of a lesser character and a lesser confidant than Genki and so much less important. But he's enough of a presence within what Bendis has built that Marvel could just pull him. Hmm. And it's also probably like a little bit racist. Like, he's black, Judge is black, mm-hmm. Miles is black, so just he's got a black friend. 
His name is Judge, like his first name is Judge? Yeah. Like Judge, Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure that was the case. My name is Judge. I was just going to do that. <laughs> I think uh, it's just going to be Zendaya. I think we're going to find out her full name <laughs> is Michelle Jones Myers. And they're like, oh, Miles Morales, Michelle Myers. It's basically the same thing. Uh, <laughs> like, just keep really pulling at those threads. <laughs> what I liked about it, though, is I feel like the Andrew Garfield version and the Tobey Maguire version, they just kind of name-checked high school, and mm-hmm. then they just basically just quickly moved on past that. And I feel like this one really sunk into, like, high school life and really combined that with the Spider-Man universe, which I did like. And I setting like- him as a sophomore... You know, you've got that for at least, you know, a couple more years if you want to. I for like movies. Those little, I liked it like when he is coming back from the bathroom and he has that huge hall pass. Mm-hmm. And they don't oh, mention yeah. it. It's just a pro, it's just a prop. And I was like, that's high school. That's how I yeah. feel, you know, watching like those little things that kind of nailed that to me. And oh, I was so excited to talk to you guys about this because I had never thought about this before, but it feels like this room is very passionate about the organic versus inorganic web shooters. So did you guys get what you wanted? Yes, oh, I, I, I yes. like him when he's got mechanical web shooters. Okay, cool. and we get a then scene he made creating. it in science yeah. class. Yes. Oh, that, that was, was so, oh, that was so, so cool. it was really funny because I was sitting there watching it, and he's like creating it in science class. And in my mind, I was like, "The podcast guys are really going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a nice touch to figure like, how does somebody like Peter Parker, who's not doesn't have all the money in the world, mm-hmm. be able to get all these chemicals that he needs to make this webbing? It's like, all right, I'll just use what I can get at school mm-hmm. and just do it on the sly. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, he's bleeding his school dry. <laughs> <laughs> Science department's making cuts while Peter Parker's <laughs> making his webs. Yeah, he's turning into Walter White. Yeah, yeah. this is this is the pre-story Breaking Bad. He's oh. gonna make meth on accident while he's trying to make webs. Yeah, awesome. yeah, accident. Yeah, <laughs> Aunt May's gonna lose her job and. How did you feel about how did you feel about Hot Aunt May? Uh, the sex object of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like she. I, I, I like Marissa Tomei. I like the decision to kind of cast an aunt that is not necessarily look like, like the old gray-haired uh, Aunt May mm-hmm. version that we've known from the Yo, Mom. Not Rosemary yeah. Harris. Yo, wheat yeah. cakes, Peter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> did uh, you get my eggs? <laughs> but I like that she was hot Aunt May, but she was also hot in like more of a traditional. Like they didn't sex her up. Like Marissa Tomei is gorgeous and always has been, but like she, you'd still buy her as like, oh yeah, she's like kind of a hot aunt. Mm-hmm. I feel like where the movie ends is really going to see a lot more of her in the mm-hmm. next Yeah, so Chris and I talked about this after the movie. Um, with the way it ended, I really wish that there was one more Spider-Man before Infinity War because I would love for that to play out more because I feel like it's going to be very underplayed since you know he's going to have to go into space pretty much immediately to fill in all the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish, yeah, because like, I would love to see a scene where she's like trying to call Tony Stark or Happy. Like, she's how like, dare you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you better be watching out for him. Like, how could you, like, why did you give him this dangerous suit? Like, she's, like, maybe trying to take it away from him. Mm. Like, I think that could be really fun. And maybe, like, if they, because, you know, we have those, like, five-minute Thor shorts. I'd love for, like, his grounding, like, his punishment, her her trying to, you know, keep I, him in the house. I think that'd be kind of a There's fun a short. great story. Because Frank and I, we had a long conversation because uh, Chris Fimbres, he brought up uh, last week the lack of spider sense. Mm-hmm. And that started a conversation when I ran into Frank uh, last week before the movie came out. We were kind of talking about that, but then also talking about Aunt May and how we appreciate when she knows that Peter is Spider-Man. And I'd love to just see them even adapt... Um, there's a uh, enough said issue for a month, like 15 years ago, Marvel did this thing where all their comics were silent and no di- no dialogue at all. Oh, so wow. it was all just the images <laughs> telling the story. It was a writer's strike. <laughs> well, it was like some people, like Grant Morrison, he had a great X-Men issue that was really, really great. And it only had dialogue in the last 
panel, but he like built it in that like it was Jean Grey and Emma Frost on like this psychic thing where they had to be like completely silent and were just like it was like a mind fuck adventure. Um, and then, but in Wait, real this, quick tangent, was that part of the new X Men? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember that issue, but I didn't know that that was why it was done that way. Yeah, it was a whole month, and they had one with. Uh, <laughs> It was right after Aunt May found out that Peter was Spider-Man in the main yeah. comic books. And it was her, it was, uh, it was like three stories. It was Peter just going about his Spider-Man day. It was Mary Jane um, uh, going about her modeling day because at the time they were separated. They were still married, but they were separated. And then it was Aunt May sort of, uh, she was like at the library, like sending off emails to like uh, newspapers, like I'm canceling my subscription because your negative pre- uh, coverage of Spider-Man, <laughs> and it's like ah, and then she's like, uh, and then one of the papers had positive coverage, and so she started up subs- a subscription, and so it's like little stuff like that, like having Aunt May in Peter's corner. Um, in the past 15 years, Marvel has reversed that, but made an amazing case for why that should be the case, that why Aunt May should be in on the secret as opposed to this like. Oh, if I tell Aunt May, she'll have a heart attack and die. She's a doddering <laughs> old fool. Yeah, and like <laughs> having her being in Peter Parker's corner makes her like Alfred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. such a more supportive, naturalistic version of that character. There's a fucking great article that I always, I've mentioned multiple times on our podcast, where it's just this guy, um, I think it's Comic Book Resources, but he talks about. Uh, comparing Batman and Spider-Man and which one is truly the legitimate, like, best character. And this guy is a diehard Batman fan, but he admits that Spider-Man is the more, is the better idea because it's just a more mature version of this character. It's a more mature, like, darker idea of what it means to be a superhero and a more realistic version of it. And having Aunt May in that role would just be amazing because she's... She's not blindly supportive the way Alfred is as like a servant and like pseudo father father figure, but he's like a paid servant. And Aunt May is a blood uh, a blood relative, but also like kind of not even tangentially like responsible for Peter at a certain point. Like she's like his guardian, but like she doesn't have to be. She can pass him off to someone. Um, I mean, if if push came to shove, like that's one thing that Peter was worried about. Like she'll kick him out, and that's what she did in the Ultimate Comics when she found out for a second. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Get the hell out, <laughs> get out of my life! Like this is too much. You have betrayed my trust entirely." And like Alfred would never do that, mm-hmm. but Aunt May would. So, this are, is, this can is... Alfred do that though? <laughs> yeah, and he just get fired. he could quit. So are, I mean, how do we feel overall with the idea that they have basically gotten rid of his secret identity? He has one, but I mean, this was kind of the one character so far in the MCU outside of Daredevil who actually had a secret identity. And through Ned and May, and then also the Vulture finding out, that's going to be, I don't think, a huge part of the movies going forward. How do we feel about that in general? I think, I mean, isn't part of his, he, in, when it comes to civil war, isn't he one of the guys that's like, I do, because his whole thing, he, he feels, if I remember correctly, w- most passionately about keeping his identity secret because he doesn't want his family affected by being outed. Is that, that's yeah. the case, Yeah, right? and you can see, like, certainly with, at the end of the uh, the first credit scene with Michael Keaton and uh, Matt Gargan, the Scorpion, seeing, like, 
what somebody like some people would love to do. They'd love to know his real identity because they want to just slice his throat open and kill him. Mm-hmm. So you can see Michael Keaton, you know, just you know, having his moment where it's like, yo, I know the identity, but I'm not going to do it because of everything he's done for me and my my daughter. Yeah, so, that was a cool part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I feel like keeping. I think some people are going to know, but I think they've they've contained it. That's why I like that scene because it mm-hmm. kind of contained it because it was always that loose end, of like, oh well, you've got a bad guy that knows the identity. Mm-hmm. But I feel like kind of closed it where it's like, all right, just three three people know, and pretty much that could be it. Mm-hmm. Less clunky than just killing the main villain, which is I like the, that the usual approach. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I I've talked to Chris about this again. Uh, this is the first first movie where the villain doesn't die, or not where someone doesn't die. A, a father figure doesn't die. But people could have died because Peter has a fucking kill mode built in his yeah. suit. Yes. And he also that took down like a, a tilt-a-whirl, whatever that ride was. He just completely destroyed it. Yeah. No one ever really no talked survived about that. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, speaking of like father figures, certainly uh, Uncle Ben, huge part of his Joe Pesci, part. you mean? That's, That's what he... I imagined. <laughs> oh, my God. I would so watch that movie. But so they kind of like, oh. Peter, oh. Peter, how am I funny? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing right now? I don't know. This is a bad Joe Pesci. A little stroke. At least Spider Man in Home Alone. (laughs) That was great. They certainly made like Tony Stark kind of like the the mentor father figure Mm -hmm. who's absent in his own way because he's just kind of off doing his own thing. But I kind of like that kind of transferring a lot of it instead of Uncle Ben to Tony Stark. Yeah, I like that awkward, like, hey, I'm trying to have a moment. You you can't hang up on me. Like really laying it on thick that he's like trying to be a dad. Oh, yeah, but even like, you know. walk with me, kid. Even he admits that it's like, you know, I didn't have a good father as well. So he knows, I mean, he's just taking what he's learned from his dad and not doing it very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he got he got in Pete's ass a little bit too. Like he, he was legit frustrated and yeah. but like not so much like oh man you really fucked this up. Like he was worried about him almost. Mm-hmm. Like hey man something could have happened to you and that's on me. Or if something happened uh, and it would be on your watch and you have to carry that and I don't want that for you. Mm-hmm. So there is that very much that Tony's that presence in his life which I think is cool. Like I mean everything in this universe is inter- interconnected and I think that's what makes it so great, right? Mm-hmm. I was really worried so there's the scene at the beginning when he fights off the the criminals in the bank and mm-hmm. they, they destroy the shop across the street. I'm like, are, is this going to be our Uncle Ben moment? Are yeah, they that, really trying the to shoehorn that in? <laughs> the, the, the sandwich guy. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Extra pickles and squish it down. The cheapest, the best. And I also loved that he brought it back up with uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, it's that like, was yeah, funny. How, like, yeah, it's the best sandwich place in New York. Yeah, that was oh. great. Well, that's uh, something that we'll always have, like uh, with Spider Man, is the the New York of it all. Mm-hmm. Is is that pi- Spider Man is like in the trenches, like everyone else, almost like a Matt Burdock, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, Daredevil. They're very similar characters, but they're, a lot of their power comes not from their strength or speed or their abilities. It's the fact the that they are, yeah, they're so connected to the t- the place they're defending that they will willingly give their life, but also like fight with like so much more ferocity than like say Tony Stark. Like Tony Stark, he's in Malibu. He'll he'll care more about his house than he did like in Avengers with like the Avengers Tower and everything in New York. He's because he's not from the area, and like that's what I like about Spider Man is, and you have those you get to have those little moments you wouldn't necessarily have with um with any other character. It's funny yeah. though, right? Because they take it out of New York in this one and make a big portion of the movie in DC. Right? That's true. Are you trying to? Yeah, and no, you I'm see just that he destroyed the DC <laughs> monument. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I like. Yeah. I agree with you, but I thought that it was kind of an interesting move. That like you could have had it. I mean, you could have had it be like the Empire State Building. You could mm. have had it be the Statue of Liberty. And instead, they made the conscious choice to take it to DC. But well, you could take the boy out of New York. 
Right. Because like even like in the beginning when he's headed off to Civil War and he's doing his like uh self documentary he starts with his like his Ray Liotta uh narration. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I just. But even uh, John I Watts thought it was, was an interesting that, point, though. Like, because he grew up around there in New York area, but uh-huh. he's like, that was the thing that we used to do in school is that we take trips to Washington D.C. Right. a lot. So he goes, that's a very common thing if you're on living in New York. So yeah. that's why. Well, I did a trip to D.C. in school. I'm just yeah. saying that I think that it's. It, I'm not trying to argue with anybody. I'm just saying that like you were. I think you were. No, I think we're trying to. Then I guess I guess I guess I'm saying that I that I actually studied the movie and I guess that I maybe saw more than you did in seeing the movie and would just like to say that even though I'm a novice, I'm not an idiot. No, I but I I don't know. I guess I'm wondering like I guess that would be why is if he related to that you know growing up. I love the smooth like I'm not going to go up in that building built by slaves. And the was like it wasn't built by and the security guards like. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but, well, it's just so much naturalistic humor in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trevor, you brought up a, a good point about how Tony doesn't care about New York. Uh, Volter is very much a Iron Man villain. Like yeah. Iron Man is the one that turned him into a villain, and I think it's mm-hmm. interesting. I kind of wish that they would have like kind of brought that up because it's yeah. not Spider Man's. Like in no way is Vulture uh, an outcome of Spider Man's mm-hmm. actions. It is one hundred percent Iron Man's fault. And I would have loved for him to, like, try and cover it up or do something, like, try and clear his conscience. Yeah, that's what I like. I don't even even know if he knows. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, Tony Stark is so oblivious to what happened. Like, he, he, Adrian Toomes is just such a drop in the bucket to him. Like, that's, that's just, what's funny, I think about that, why they didn't ever bring that up, is it just sort of kind of reinforces the Vulture's point. Mm-hmm. Like, to the entirety of it, he really doesn't understand what happened to, like, what Peter really prevented, what Peter went through. But also just, like, I like that because that's a lot of Spider-Man stuff. Is Spider-Man isn't, at least initially, like, the cause of these people's, like, origin stories. He's just the one who's, like, vigilant and keeps getting in their way, that it builds that relationship and animosity and hate, as opposed to... Yeah, like being this central figure in their lives, like Tony Stark is in Vulture. It's yeah, it's way more about that Spider-Man just shows up and like, the fuck is this guy doing? Like, who who is this kid? I'm after Tony Stark. I want fucking Robert Downey Jr. to pay for what he's done to me. Who the fuck is this kid who's shown? He's dating my daughter. What the fuck? Like, yeah, that reveal I, was. Oh, I did not see that coming. That was cool. And, I, I, I like I like the fact actually that it wasn't just the the villain we've seen especially in Spider movies which is like they have a personal grudge against Spider Man it's like oh I got a Sandman shot Uncle Ben fuck yeah I know right it's just fuck like, you Sam every fuck every, you for that every single one of them like I got against Spider Man like he personally pissed me off like I have like this vendetta against him this was more like no you're in my way and I I think that helped justify in the end why he didn't kind of betray him and like give his name to the Scorpion yeah. is is in the comic books is that the Vulture's origin story. No, no, because I think it's completely changed. It's right? kind of weak well, sauce. If like, you would like the real I, Vulture's uh, origin story, he is an old man seeking eternal youth, flying around, <laughs> preying upon people and stealing their youthful energy. Can we bring that in? I would like I to believe have seen that, that story. Is that, is, is well, that, that's not his original the, original What's one? the original uh, one? The original one is that he was a, uh, an inventor that got screwed over by his partner. An inventor? And, yes, an inventor. Oh, I thought she said an, so, an Avenger. I was like, no. which one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he designed that whole vulture harness, and the idea is that he's going to go seek revenge on the partner that screwed him and kind of screwed him out of his portion of the company. Okay. I couldn't, the vulture also kind of. flies like a bird. He yeah. doesn't yeah. have propellers or jets. Does yeah. he screech, too, when he flies around? 
I think a vulture has probably. Well, well, his original, he's got like the little kind of like the white kind of like uh, a turtleneck kind of puffiness, mm-hmm. and then he's just he's just got his old man bald with kind of a beard. Beak like nose. Yeah, he the, looks the, like a vulture. The harness was super cool. I just, I don't know how, I don't know how to feel about his origin because part of me thinks it's really cool that it wasn't super hokey, that it wasn't like, oh, I got shot and came back from the dead and now I'm exacting my revenge. But part of me is like, overreact much? Well, it's like a contract so, that you lost, so now you're going to start like, Making weapons of oh. destruction, and but a part of me liked that it wasn't too over the top. A part of me's like, he took it re- like really personally. It's not like that Stark himself was like, take this guy off the project because now this is happening. It just felt kind of, like kind of a a weird misdirect to me. But I like um, the smallness of it though because I feel like mm-hmm. all the other Marvel films are like huge ske- huge stakes. Yeah, this is like a Spider-Man film. It's like really dialed back, really small stakes. Which I like is just like an introduction. So even that the, the motivations of the villain could be very much small stakes compared to everybody else. Yeah, I guess I I I I didn't. I don't know. I'm just. I feel conflicted about it because I felt like it was such a jump. Like it was like, and now I'm gonna. Fortunately, I'm. I'm just like I work construction. Fortunately, all these geniuses work with me, and we know how to harness this <laughs> yeah, alien one energy. Yeah, it was just like, oh, you make a great yeah, stuff. Yeah, it this. was such. So, it was kind of a weird thing to me, and and um. It was just kind of weird, and I love Michael Keaton, but it very I adore Michael Keaton. But does anybody else watch Thirty Rock? Yeah, you reminded me of his cameo on Thirty Rock, where every single thing was like, "Ah, oh, on my last day before retirement." Like that's that I felt like he was. Yeah, that's just, a big shot. Yeah, I felt like, yeah exactly. <laughs> so like, I got to go home to my baby. Thirty Rock. We're gonna get married. Like that whole thing. It kind of, I kind of felt like that to me. It just felt like such a leap. What? Did, I don't so, know. well, Cameron asked me a question yesterday. If this fixed the Marvel villain problem. I'm curious what you guys think. Because, I mean, I, Loki's the best villain yet in a Marvel movie, but how do you think that the Vulture stacks up in comparison to a lot of the other ones that we've seen? I liked how real he was. Mm-hmm. And this maybe goes, like, counter of what I just said. Yeah. But I just don't, I don't know how I feel about his origin specifically, but I, mean, I loved it's a his... Jump. And it's also... I loved his realness, his, like, real talk in the car. I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, he's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I love we it. We should take a moment and talk about that scene. But just to, to finish that point, it is, it's like eight years... So I don't know if maybe like that was a, a pretty that was big that's jump. True. That that is true. That's and a so big there time is time that. Jump. So we don't know what happened in that time mm-hmm. to get him from. I got fucked out of uh, this job and I just need to make the money back mm-hmm. that I that I invested that I got screwed out of. To I am now an arms dealer stealing from Tony Stark. Yeah, you're right. I think that it, and I I think that's just one of those things that it kind of it kind of jolted was, me a little bit because it's part of the whole Netflix storyline that there was a lot of kind of like construction companies that were buying up all of these things to operate on themselves. And I assume he wasn't part of any of those big evil hand corporations. So maybe he just couldn't get a job anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what I like though is that it really just sets up like that. Why Spider Man I think benefits so much more about being now a part of the Marvel universe is that there's like if you mentioned like that whole battle for New York just as such like a seminal event in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that changes everything. Imagine you're in a world where all of a sudden aliens are coming through some weird vortex mm-hmm. and you've got gods appearing now and they're fighting them it would totally change the way that you would want to see, you'd perceive the world. And so all of a sudden you see yourself getting trampled over by all these incredible things like you're going to do anything you can to try to just get your kind of stake in the world and the opening shot is this very mundane just normal construction crew 
chopping off metal pieces from a giant sea whale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, like that sort of will really give you some perspective of what the scale is of everything. Mm-hmm. But also like, but it was cool because it was very mundane. Like there's scaffolding around it. It's not, no one brought attention to the fact that there was a giant fucking alien yeah. behind them yeah. with all this inhuman tech, not actually inhuman, but non uh, terrestrial tech attached to it, and it was just kind of not batting an eye because the world has just so radically changed. It's just like, all right, this is it. I do like that. I think that this movie to me felt, I like the kind of hyper-realism of it. I felt like the stakes were real, and maybe, I went in, I did not have any expectations for this film. I wasn't like super jazzed to see it. I wasn't like, mm, I'm going to go see it. I'm like, oh, this will probably be fun. But I really, I thought it was really cute. Like, I really liked the the, the this Spider-Man he was like, I bought him as a kid. No other Spider-Man so far I've actually bought as a kid. Because they're all 30. Yeah. This is right. But, yeah, but I, and I don't men. know how old this actor actually is, but I actually... 21. He's, he's yeah. 21. I bought him as young. I thought he played that really well. I thought he was going to get on my nerves, and he didn't. Um, and so I liked... I, I do appreciate with this... coming. This is relevant. Uh, for the Vulture, because... I think that when you do lose it, if you lose a job, especially if you've got people depending on you, it is personal to you, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah, I lost this construction job. Like, you do want to lash out at somebody. I guess I'd forgotten about the time lapse, yeah. Yeah. which for uh, me is a big thing. I thought it was literally like, I lost my job. Like, ah, make more, <laughs> like, yeah. make weapons. So. Uh, small question about the time jump. Is this in the future? Because Avengers came out 2012, if I'm but correct. But it set in 2012. I, I don't know. Yeah, but it would technically be 2020 <laughs> if it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, Guardians is, is only a couple months later, so Guardians is still, like, 2014. The The timeline is kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. If you actually genuinely sit down and think about it, I don't think it lines up with really anything. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does it line up with Iron Man 2? Cause, because there's all the news coming out that the little kid from Iron Man 2 was... Um, Peter, Park. Peter Parker, and there is that little nod to it at the when he's doing the vlogging, hmm. where the first shot is the the globe, where all the robots kind of went crazy. Thank you, Mr. Sunday Movies, for pointing that out. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Sunday Movies for giving me that little fact. Well, yeah, because I mean, I guess that would have to work because Peter's fifteen in this, so eight years. You have to think probably. That was probably a year in between Iron Man 2 to Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he would have had to been, like, seven for the timeline to work out. Six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just sort of, it doesn't really altogether jibe. Because, yeah, eight years is way beyond. It hasn't been eight years since the Avengers came out. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe the Thor 2 wormholes had some time warping effects, or that's going to that's gonna be where the, the time infinity gem comes in. Because we've already like seen them in that uh, upstate Avengers location. Yeah. So it was weird. That was, it was weird that, go. Like, oh, we got to move all this shit out of the old tower. Like, I thought all that was done off screen already. No, that's true. It's like, oh, it, it, they just completely redecorated everything. That it's felt like, weird, it looked, right? It looked pretty good the first time I saw it, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. You say so. <laughs> I think... One of my favorite lines of the movie was, 
Uh, all right. Well, I think Captain America's a war criminal now. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh man, I loved all of those videos that they play yeah. at the school. Oh, right. It's the, just the like on the, scene. and that they roll in yes. the cart, the TV on the cart. I was like, oh, throwback. <laughs> they, these are real smart kids, and it's a real hip high school, but they still got that cart. With yeah. the TV so you're on in it. detention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like points to he's like because your coach and the coach is like standing on the other side. Of yeah, it. no, it's I thought like, the high school genre like really played, and that's mm-hmm. one thing like I really love about these superhero movies is like they don't all feel the same to me. They're all told through a different lens and different stories. And I I thought this one had like a really fun like high school movie a John feel Hughes to movie. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, it, it straight up pulls. A s- like it shows you what it's referencing when Spider-Man's chasing after the energy beam with the Ferris Bueller yeah. cut to it. So it's mm-hmm. like this is entirely the Ferris Bueller chase. We just didn't have the money to get the music. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the music that is featured in that. It's that like high energy score. It is not yellows. I know that, but try not to say that. <laughs> no, I know that is the iconic sound of that movie, but. I know what was great. Cool you guys, Chris, now Chris, we, we own twenty-eight thousand dollars. We're having to cut all yellow. that out. Yellow with no W, I believe. <laughs> I think it's curious, like with the uh, the wall crawling, especially. I feel like I noticed that a lot. Where he, it's never quite like super. He doesn't adhere one hundred percent to something when he's crawling. There's always like a little bit of like sliding or a little bit of like looseness before he like really clings on. I don't know. For some reason, that kind of bothered me. I was like, I just want a Spider-Man. He's like, I, I, he's always just doing his thing. I, I liked know. it because it felt still kind of new to me. Not always, but I liked that there's that there's one sequence when he's when he's trying to get somewhere in a hurry and he's doing all different kinds of roofs and things like that, and he's kind of like sliding. It just it added to me the teen awkwardness mm-hmm. of it, and maybe I think that was one of the things that made me buy him as younger is that he wasn't smooth, like he wasn't slick. Well, but I w- but I didn't understand why he couldn't stick to the Washington. I saw yeah, it as I, felt like I, I didn't get that. Oh, fatigue, fatigue or maybe like it. the building or something. Like it's a polished building. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm like, oh, he can stick to the ceiling, but he can't just like upright. But it's also mm-hmm. like they they. I, I was reading some stuff where they commented about the fact that like this is Spider Man. He fucking is swinging from skyscrapers um, in uh, in New York, but he's still not really comfortable with heights yet. Mm-hmm. He's not fully into the world because we see him at the top of the Washington Monument, like. Okay. But do we yeah. see him at this point? Do we see him swinging very high through the city? No, because they asked him, how, "How far can you do it?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah." Because you also see him know. driving through the city, which is something I never thought I'd see Spider-Man do, <laughs> except in Ultimate the Spider-Man-y. cartoon when he has his spider cycle. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him. My little baby Spider-Man. He's Spider Boy. I, I loved they they acknowledged in the movie that Spider-Man is useless in the suburbs. That he's 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 out there yeah. trying to leave the house and he gets to the golf course. He's like, oh. Crap. And he, was, he has to run. Like, that's, that was, that's a genius. Yeah, they actually put that, that I forgot, there. like, who it was that said it, but, like, it was some, like, New York person saying, like, Spider-Man can only happen in New York. You need, it can only happen on Manhattan. That's yeah. the only place where Spider-Man even is worthwhile, worth, like, watching. You don't think we're ever going to see Spidey sitting on the Hollywood sign? No. <laughs> there was there was like a 15 second animated short where it was like Superman or Superman and Spider-Man switch places and it shows him sitting on top of the barn. And he like tries to swing to a tree and it just like falls on his face. <laughs> it's like that's all I could think of during that scene. So what do we think about the suit? 
It's cool start tech upgrades. I mean, certainly the the, the web shooters. Are we talking about? I'm, I'm glad you asked. I was, was Indochino. It's really comfortable. Yeah. I was going to ask. Ben I was going to ask you what you thought of the suit because suits are your thing, and it's become my I, question. I, I I dug this. I mean, I still don't like some of the outer things, like with the black bands and a lot of the needlessly kind of little lines on it, but. Mm. Just the, the blue and red, the red color saturation level. And I don't mind it being like a stark AI kind of uh, upgrade inside there. Okay, so now I don't – now not the the big like suit porn at the end where it's like this, yes. like this bronzy suit, right? We're not I talking know, about that right, one. But I, I do yeah, want to know what you think about that one, just oh, yeah. not yet. Is that – I was asking Cameron, is that a specific – I mean, I know the Iron Spider was from – Civil War, yeah. and that's not what that is, looks like. But is that general design based off of something specific? It, it, there's a couple, like uh, when Dan Slatt did a couple things where he kind of, the, the long spider symbol around it was kind of a couple of reference, but nothing directly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some of the concepts with the way that the, the design of the spider, how it's so huge, mm-hmm. kind of a nod to a couple other costumes that have been around. What do you guys think of Karen? Karen. I thought I was going to hate Karen about 30 seconds in, and they it was just enough Karen for me. Yeah. It was like it, just it that It turned scene. into her yeah. featuring Tom Holland and uh, Jennifer Connelly. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, it did. It was, it Is was, that her, Peter? Tell her you love her. Tell her. Give oh, her a kiss upside down. Was okay. <laughs> I was like, you guys mentioned Iron Spider, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is uh, I was, yeah. uh, <laughs> Speaking of suits, at the very end, I was expecting the white emblem from the video game that we're yeah. co- that's coming mm-hmm. out. And I'm, I'm kind of happy we it's different because even like in the Batman Arkham games, the suit is always a little different. Uh, but yeah, I was I was both happy and surprised that it, it wasn't the the video game suit that he didn't have at the end. Yeah, I was just it like, it just, they finally got the eyes right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was the one thing that Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2 had was the b- big ass Mark Bagley eyes on the suit like that was cool but this was like bringing a freaking John Romita drawing to life like that suit I get what you're saying Frank with like the armband stuff like this it's like alright I mean you guys are just being different to be different as opposed to just like just give us the freaking regular suit Um, but you're right with also with the colors and everything like it seems if the red's not muted, like it wasn't, it didn't feel too muted on Tobey Maguire's, but the blue super was. Yeah. And, and Andrew Garfield's suit entirely was just muted. And so to see them get the color balance just perfectly right, have it be bright and shiny, have the eyes finally look right, but also like giving the slight nod to the artistic um, shorthand of giving uh, Spider Man uh, like expressive eyes. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. Like, they figured out a way in story to allow that to happen on screen. It was just like, like ultimately with this movie, it, it, it could be bad or it could be good, but it is the first time we have had true blue Spider-Man on the screen. I also, sorry, I also appreciated that um, we know where the suit comes from. That was always my biggest problem with Yeah, he didn't design it Spider-Man. in a graphing uh, yeah. notebook and then sew it himself somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you yeah. see his own suit is just yeah. That a is what a fifteen-year-old kid would be able to sew. Yeah, is is a freaking mask with a sweatshirt and like what appears to be sweatpants and goggles cut through the mask. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. I, I like that they went back to it. Usually, like first mm-hmm. you see the shitty suit and then the suits just keep getting better. So I like that he had the shitty suit and then got this new suit and then had to get used to the new suit and then became accustomed to it and then had to like drop back to the shitty suit. I thought mm-hmm. that was really fun. Well, I feel like, and a lot of that has to do with the, the marketing. Like, if you watch a trailer, you thought you knew the beats of the movie, where it's uh, the New York Ferry, old costume, then the Washington, D.C. Monument was going to be the big finale set piece. At least that's what I thought, watching the trailer. 
maybe with an Iron Man, uh, him and Iron Man teaming up to fight at the end of the day. And oh, I totally, did not think that. I'd, you didn't? No, I pretty much knew that. I had a suspicion that that was all going to be earlier with the, the Washington Monument mm. and that the finale was going to be him in the crap suit. Frank, really? he yeah. has to go back to New York. Haven't you been listening to what you're <laughs> so passionate about? Mm. Couldn't end in D.C. <laughs> if you fight Spider-Man, you fight all of New York. Um, no. Pretty sure the that's cranes. a direct quote from Spider-Man 1. That's right. yes. <laughs> the cranes, thank Christ, there were no cranes oh, in this film. Yeah, yeah. Line them up, guys! See Thomas Howell. Yes. Gasping no, for breath. There was no caring Spider-Man in the Christ position. Oh, every <laughs> Spider-Man needs but that again, movie. But one thing that, that Sam Raimi totally understood, the be, one of the best set pieces of Spider-Man 2 is him trying to stop the train. Mm-hmm. That's what Spider-Man is. Spider-Man isn't this guy going into crazy action set pieces. Like he's not when Spider-Man is not built as a character to give us like the hallway fight scene from Daredevil. Or anything similar to what we've seen like Captain America's action scene. Spider-Man's set pieces are feats of strength and him just refusing to give up. And we got that cool fairy sequence, the awesome sequence calling back to the Stan Lee um, thing yes. where he gets trapped under the rubble. That's what Spider-Man is. That, that was, was that scene with him under the rubble was very cool. Mm-hmm. It was so cool, and that was another thing that you that I'm glad they gave no hints of at the trailer. Mm-hmm. I would no. have been upset if I kind of knew that coming. And but I yeah. just like that because we got a moment where they had Tony Stark being that kind of like father figure instead of like let's reference Uncle Ben at this moment. It's like no, it was cool that it was Tony Stark's voice that he heard in there, mm-hmm. and then you get to see the split scene of the mask in his face in the water. It's like that's oh, they finally gave us that. Yes, how has that gone untapped for 15 years? We've had, this is the sixth Spider-Man movie, his seventh movie appearance, 15 years of content, and we haven't ever gotten a half Spider-Man face? I know. <laughs> I mean, especially now with all of the UI stuff. Yeah. Like with Iron Man and Vulture. Like that's, I feel like that could be super easily done, and they did it in a very creative way, which I yeah. really appreciated. Yeah, I liked seeing him, he, like, really just, he's just a kid. That's, I keep saying it over and over again, I'm sorry. I just really dug that they were, that they understood that, the limitations of being a kid. Mm-hmm. And so seeing him under that rubble and just, frankly, just, like, crying. Mm-hmm. Just yes. being, just, like, too weak to even yell Before anything. Before anything, he just yelled out, I'm trapped under here. Yeah, help that me, was help me, help me. Yeah. really, really good. It was yeah. like, what would you actually do? And then, you know, and then seeing him, like, finally just summon all the strength. And then, Pumped to me, up. see that he's, Come like, on, that's me. part of it is, like, on, him. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah, I thought it was really precious. Well, because that brings us back to like the the whole villain reveal. So, because mm-hmm. I know they leaked out mm-hmm. with uh, Zendaya's character that it was her name was Michelle Toombs. So going in, I was like, oh yeah, she's that's you know Michelle's uh, you know her father's going to be the Scorpion or the Vulture. Mm-hmm. But they leaked that out too. That was like kind of like the little teases that they kind of leaked. But so when the reveal happens, that he opens up and it happens to be Liz's father is the Vulture. That was uh, that took me by surprise. That was cool. Chris guys. was ahead of it the whole time. He knew exactly what was. Well, going no, on. I, I was confused because I didn't <laughs> remember reading anything about it being Michelle Toombs. I didn't hear. I missed yeah, that. They, they released that cast list where it was like Michelle Tombs. So oh, like, okay. That, that's what threw me there. Yeah. But no, I did not see that one coming. Mm-hmm. No, it was nice. Yeah. Well, it was, it was so cool. Like, it was just such a natural reveal. Like, I feel like a lot of times when they're about to reveal someone's evilness, especially in a comic book movie, there's a build. And that was just, it, it felt, the tension you felt going into that scene was, 
the tension of a 15-year-old boy meeting the father of his senior date. Mm-hmm. That was the tension. Like, what's Spider-Man going to do in this scene? How is he going to mess it up? Is he going to, like, do, like, one of those, like, Andrew Garfield things where he accidentally, like, sticks to something or something <laughs> like that? Like, is that what's going to happen? Like, that's what you think the tension's going to be. And it was a great reversal of him, like, actually, like, no, this is where your lives collide mm-hmm. is in this moment. And that whole scene, I love that they played it the entire time. Yeah. yeah, I like, and I'd forgotten that her mom is a teacher at the school, or maybe they didn't say that because I thought that was nice too because he knew her mom mm-hmm. already, which is just like that much more awkward because it's like, oh god, like it's not just the girl. I also know the mom, and it's this and whole it was, thing. Uh, it was a better reveal, like going but comparing it to other Spider-Man movies. It was a better figure out scene than uh, Willem Dafoe figuring out putting two and two together that Peter Parker was Spider-Man in that. Yeah, I mean that damn bike messenger though just totally messed up Peter's sleeve. So. <laughs> Work was murder. Uh-huh. Avenge me! <laughs> I wish someone had said that in this movie, though. Um, but again, like it was just so naturalistic of the, of an, a genuinely smart man, not not played dumb, but also not like intellectually like book smart. Like he's he, he's str- uh, smart in other ways. Like just putting two and two together. Like Spider Man did this. Spider Man that. Peter was there. Peter was that. I recognize his voice. Oh, fucking shit. It's a 15-year-old kid. He just pulls a gun on him. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, you know, Peter's just like, shut up, date. Yeah. Just, shut, stop, stop talking. Like, he also never, do I don't think he ever points the gun directly at Peter. No. He just no. pulls it out and like, I got this. <clears throat> that was cool, too. Yeah. And like when he says, like, for all of all the reasons I didn't want my daughter to date. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. But I like that there's no hesitation. Peter Parker just gets out, says, I got to go, Liz. Sorry, you don't deserve this. And then just takes off. There's no hesitation. Like, I'm still going to do what I need to do. I like that. They're going to have to really earn Spider-Man no more if they're ever going to tackle that with this Spider-Man. But do you want to see that? No, I never, no, I never, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. But I mean, that's all. But it is also kind of a core thing of Spider-Man, this tension between living an actual life and living the superhero life that they they struck the balance perfectly. But again, they've also struck the fact that Peter Parker is like cultishly devoted to with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's just so ingrained in him that he can't stop. He can't help himself. Liz Allen is offering herself in her bathing suit. Go hang out, guys. Let's go hang out in the pool. He's like, nah, I gotta a 15-year-old boy said, nah, I gotta go do I gotta go deal with this. Yeah. I I like that in this one they didn't go too deep into that actually because like they did that such a great job of that in Spider Man two especially yep. of him like having being torn between being a hero and trying to live his normal life. What I liked about this was that his life wasn't super depressing. Like he was having mm-hmm. to give up on things that he wanted to do, and it felt more like a band. Yeah, like the band. Like he felt like a teenager who felt overwhelmed rather than a guy who just like keeps getting shit on. And I, I liked that in general. This one was way less bleak than ever the Spider-Man movie, which at some point just gets, you get tired of him just constantly getting the shit kicked out of him yeah. mm-hmm. I like all the too, time. Like, to that point, like he had the the really easy chance of like making himself look super baller at that party. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like it, but it would have been so easy. He could have just swung in and been like, where's my buddy at? And like, oh, well, and then ducked it. And then that could have been the whole thing. Like it would have taken six seconds, but he was like, no, I got to run through this golf course and <laughs> save some things. But even like that where he, when he goes back to his, his apartment and he has Karen go through all the video, we do get to see him all psyching himself up <laughs> mm-hmm. for that really cool moment that we never actually get to see. But yeah, doing a storm person, uh, impression. I, uh, <laughs> I, I liked his buddy being the chair. <laughs> like, yeah, the chair. Yeah. And I, and I like that. I actually 
bought that for me that's that's part of the realism right it's like you buy the technology because they're using he's using technology that you actually could he's using like essentially find my iphone mm-hmm. you know and he's so smart to leave his phone in the car Ooh. genius um but i liked that he wasn't like oh i i used my drone to like drone the car he's like nah i just dropped my iphone in the back of the car and now I'll do like a find my iphone and also like how the hell where are the blinkers on this thing and it's like nice little plug for audi or whatever it was mm-hmm. but also that he's like, oh, I'll look up the specs on the car. I thought that was really cool. It was all realistic stuff. But I felt like the car, like, who doesn't know how to find the light? I, I don't know. I felt like the lights, like, I mean, maybe to, 15 To be fair, the first time, the day after I got my license, I had a very horrible experience where my windshield got so much bird poop on it that I couldn't see out of it. And it took me 45 <laughs> minutes. There's um, Stop parking on the boardwalk. <laughs> there was there was one tree in our high school parking lot, and I parked, and it was like the closest spot. And I'm like, why isn't anyone taking this spot? And I learned very quickly why. Uh, and it took me 45 minutes to find where the windshield wiper was. I've had that in rental cars where I didn't know I didn't know where the. I was like, why isn't the? Because I have mine on auto, my lights on auto, and I've been in rental cars. And I'm like, I don't know, and I've had to do that. I've had to go through the manual. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've just been blessed, right. Frank. I guess. Or I just smarter yeah. than all of us. <laughs> That's right. I have a good relationship with the cars. I guess so. <laughs> Practically a mechanic. Yeah, he true. says he's looking at the specs, but he's just looking at porn. What's <laughs> yeah. but, but I like that. Oh, that I like, was funny. That I like that line, and I also like just a realistic thing of like uh, Zendaya just flipping him the bird when he's oh, going to yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> like, Fuck like, you, yes. man. We're partying our balls off. What what I thought was like hilarious, and I laughed harder than I probably should. Was the teenagers playing Fuck, Mary Kill with the Avengers. That was yeah, amazing. That was like, great. Legitimately, oh, yeah. that girl said, I would fuck Thor, I would marry Iron Agreed. Man, and I'd kill the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and this is um, even pre-haircut Thor. I know, this is, yeah, this is not hottest Thor. Mm. <laughs> I'd, let's, let's run through it. Let's run through it. Let's run through it. All right, so we got took a little Chris's moment opinion. of silence. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Frank, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill, Avengers. Uh, I, oh gosh, uh, are we just still doing uh, uh, all Avengers? All Avengers? Well, I mean, you're gonna well, movie Avengers, right? Right. Movie Avengers. Oof, man. Uh, let's do. Let's keep it classic six. The classic six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're not putting Scarlet Witch in there. <clears throat> yeah, let's keep let's keep those Inhumans out of really? this. Really? Okay. Huh? There you go. Okay. So, uh, well, I mean, I guess so. You got to f Black Widow, mm-hmm. uh, but then you got to marry Captain America. Oh, then, always. Yeah. And then I guess yeah, I kill Hawkeye. I mean, yeah. what, what's he doing? Yeah, he's not doing much. I'll kill Hawkeye. <laughs> and then Linda Cardellini becomes a widow. <laughs> Swoop in. <laughs> Amanda. No, Amanda. Go, no, no. I go go to this one's too hard. Go. I'll get. I'll do it in a minute. You could do Netflix if that makes it easier. I F. Mary go. Kill, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Oh. Seems pretty. Yeah. I mean, if you want, if you that, want, that makes it, that all makes it harder. No, hold on. You, I don't know. Okay. It feels Cameron, pretty easy to me. <laughs> Kill Iron Fist. Fuck uh, yes. uh, Luke, Luke Cage, Cage and marry Matt Murdock. Oh, I would. Do, I, mean, I feel. I, I, feel Mary, Mur- I do. I do. F Murdock. Marry Mary, uh, mm. Jessica Jones because he's got those senses. Yeah. Don't <laughs> 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 make me feel real good. No, oh, oh, man. No, Cameron. Girl. Or Agents Did of Shield. Use? If that works better no, for you. No, these are all. You're giving me too many options. It's too hard. F. Coulson, marry <laughs> Melinda oh. May, Can I not just... and kill Trip Can I because just... they already did it. Oh. <laughs> Can I just fuck and marry Luke Cage? Yeah, and okay. kill. Yeah, that's what Spider Man. I mean, you would. What? <laughs> we kill the. Spider-Man. I do. I would not. 
I, I think he's 15. I would hope not. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have sex with him. Just, just marry him. He's now. not gonna know what he's doing. He's 15. Um, you can't, can't even find the windshield wipers. Amen. Yeah, man. Worry about web sh- webs shooting everywhere. Oh. Sounds terrible. They're not organic web shooters. That's okay. <laughs> um. Oh, that's awful. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is really hard. It's like I'm thinking. I'm, I'm overthinking it. I think. I think I'm just overthinking it. Well, how was it like to have Happy Hogan back in a film? Did you guys miss I Happy Hogan? It. I loved Happy. John Favreau is like on par with Sam Jackson in the smartness he has shown in getting himself into these movies. Like he was the director's like. Eh, you know what? I don't have to worry about. I'll be Happy Hogan. I want to be one of these characters. I'll be that. And now he's in all the Iron Mans. He's fucking now a main part of Spider Man. He knew how to do it right. <laughs> well, do we want to see him in the Spider Man movies going forward? Well, I kind of like the idea that they kind of set up that he's kind of like the go between between Tony mm-hmm. Stark and Peter Parker. It's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting role for Happy to have. Well, he's he's, he's somebody who really. I mean, you we haven't seen much of him, um, and so there's still a lot of room to develop the character outside of it. Like. What is does Happy have a girlfriend? Does he have like a roommate? Like, what does he have friends like outside of this? I'd love to kind of see that little extension of Happy's universe, and maybe Peter could because it's also like what's nice about Happy having this relationship with Peter is Happy is clearly like this like lame duck like kind of bullshit friend of Tony Stark's, but in Peter Parker's world, he's the fucking like chauffeur valet of hotshot billionaire Tony Stark. And so like he's got a higher status in Spider-Man's world than he ever will in Iron Man's world. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that moment where he does uh, he met Tony at the moment like I told you that in a very uh, personal moment and don't, <laughs> please don't make fun of this. Yeah. <laughs> or even uh at the very end he's like yeah Tony and I have to talk can you can you take can you step out for a second? Yeah. We, 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 need, we need to have a talk. <laughs> or, or even how long have you been in the bathroom? Long enough for it to be awkward. <laughs> yes. uh, is, is Tony in there? No. It's <laughs> <No. laughs> <Some> random kid. <laughs> but I do like that they let that play out just that whole thing just to be no so cuts awkward. at all. Yeah. <laughs> and hey everybody, Tony and Pepper are back together. I was I was going to yeah, ask how do we feel about that? I roll. Really? Kind of. But they're like, engaged now. Well, it's care. mostly Gwyneth Paltrow, and like, I really can't see her as Pepper Potts anymore. It's just Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, maybe that's it. Well, she Goop. she lost some credibility with those like jade vagina rocks. So yeah, <laughs> and steaming. She's telling women to steam their vaginas. But what steaming? She. Like with a steamer, like a like, like you would like steam a shirt. It's been so hot in here, man. <laughs> no, that's just my natural resting state. Uh, no, the woman we're going. She's like, well, the, yeah. This whole thing that she was advocating on her blog that was like, first of all, just because the blog tells you to do it, don't do it, guys. Mm. Can I just say that? Um, but yeah, just just women were steaming their vaginas because it was like, oh, if you do, you know, like squat over a thing with herbs and shit, like it's good for your vagina. (laughs) I want to see, just imagine, that's why I guess why uh, Coldplay guy left him. Because you walk in on her and she's just squatting over like a little steamer. And it's like, and a a jade egg just falls out. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I can't even. So, of course, at the end of the movie, we get, like, you get to see Peter's dream and realize he's like, oh my gosh, he's going to go upstate, he gets to hang out with Tony Stark, gets asked to be in the Avengers and turns it down. Mm. Uh, and certainly they oversell it with all like, well, this is where you're going to live now and you'll be next to the vision. It's like, all right, it's certainly overselling it. But is it just vision living there? Yeah. <laughs> Who well, else is well, left on the vision? Rhodey. Scarlet Witch. Is there? No. No, she's, on she's, the, uh, she's, she's in the, the wind. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I think it's just the vision, actually. Yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> so it's Don Cheadle and Android Paul Bettany are the two guys hanging out. I mean, this seems like a setup for a new Three Men and the Baby spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, like, and also what's fun about these, what's fun about Spider-Man and the lower stakes is, like, it kind of realistically makes a possibility for, like, a Don Cheadle vision movie. Like, a roadie vision movie, like... it's lower stakes and if you get it to work like I'd be happy to see like the more personal lives of these characters you shot me yeah I was just like wouldn't that be awkward because Vision's the one that shot him yeah it's just them living together so yes it's perfect who is the Oscar and who's the Felix what do we think we don't have to answer oh, that. No, I'm still on R- the I'm literally doing the Oscar. Like, on my phone. I'm staring at these pictures, being like, "Who would I do?" Which Chris is, yeah. the, is the question right now? There it is. Okay, how about that? Which F. Mary Chris? Kill, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt. Oh, why Chris I've, Pratt? Because he's, well, he's, uh, he's, he's DC. Can't count he's, him, but oh, yeah. I can do that. Okay. Oh, Chris, Chris, Chris. Fuck Mary Kill, Chris, Chris, Chris. Yeah. The, the Chris's, the crisis. Okay, I would. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> would first let's just look, I look Chris past Evans. the two Chris. I know, yeah, the two. <laughs> uh, there's there's more important Chris's out there. Well, the Let good news is on. I would only have to let's... fuck one of you and marry the other one, and I wouldn't have to kill either of you. Just stay on my good side. Or yeah, stay on my good side. Three of us could kill Trevor for fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, getting, that sounds great. It's getting really real. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Chris's are easier to narrow down. All right, and I think I would. Okay, so I'd. Uh, fuck my, my parents listen to this. Sorry, guys. But on you the level, F, like I would. Uh, <laughs> no, it's too late. They already know. I already talked about vagina steaming. I can't go back now. Vagina is a medical term. I told my dad that my dad's like, we don't use the V word. I'm like, we do. We do use yes. it. I use, you don't want the alternative. What is he? Does he go like euphemism, like full blown, like hoo ha? No, like, or he's just like don't. You're, it's like Voldemort in your house. It's yeah. It's like it's. it's, it's, like, it's we've gotten off track here. Which one of the Chris's do you have intercourse with? Okay, um, I would have intercourse with Chris Evans. I would marry Chris Pat Pratt, and I'm I'm sorry, Chris Hemsworth. You're Ooh. you're you're dying. You're dead. Oh. I love you though. All hey, right. Jake Wiley, you got to go with you. You guys, I mean, what really? Though, do you guys disagree with me? No. Who I wouldn't would, want to marry yeah. Chris Pratt? I would want to marry Chris Evans. On the yeah, I'd marry Evans. Would yeah. you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll bring mm-hmm. me donkeys in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I have to admit, one, so. one thing about that Tony Stark scene at the end is I didn't really like that. Th- I wanted to like that speech more between him, the conversation between him and Peter Parker at the end. Mm-hmm. Like his terrible euphemism that he tried. Like, oh, you know, you screwed the pooch and you raised the hybrid puppies. Like, oh, it's terrible. It's like, that whole, I just wanted a, a better bonding moment between the two of them. And I feel like I never really got it out of that scene. So that was my one disappointment. I actually there. thought that there was going to be more Iron Man in the movie than what there actually was. Because there's that one trailer shot where they're flying together through Queens. Yeah, so like, it's oh, not yeah. in there there's at all. There's a battle yeah. where they team up. I thought maybe at some point Iron Man and Vulture would have to face off. Do we know why he was in India? Doing yeah. Stark, 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 Stark man. Stark yeah. shit? All right. yeah. I liked it when he was like, if you really care, you'd be here. And then he walks out of his suit. And it's like, he cares. He does care. <laughs> Yeah, I thought there was going to be a, a much bigger plot about um, Aunt May and Tony. I was mm. I was happy that it ended at the beginning, but all I feel like all the rumors after the first trailer was like, oh, he's going to have to deal with his mentor wanting to sleep with his you know mother figure oh, and how that's like, real that was everyone in the movie. He's like he comes yeah. out, he's like, oh, I really am your father figure, kid. Like, yeah, just like Tony in a towel. <laughs> Well, even like the guy at the restaurant's like, oh yeah, here, this is on the house, mm-hmm. the sticky mm-hmm. rice. Like, I, yeah. I 
I did appreciate, like, I thought I w- that was going to get old really fast, and it was a good, just, like, three times, mm-hmm. and it's never mentioned again in the film. And I really cool. appreciated she that. She was so fun. I just want to hang out with her. She seems so fun. Yeah. And I, but I love that he shot back, oh, how's your daughter? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's like, like, all right, that's $10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But also, like, she was, like, pseudo-hippie, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got, like, the, the, the high-waisted pants yeah. and, like, those, like, super round glasses. Yeah, I think she was, like, hyper-sexualized, which I dug. I just yeah, think she just more like real cool. Yeah, she's more, like, bohemian. Mm-hmm. I think you were right when you said it before. Like, she's just so... Yeah, she's Marissa Tomei. She, mm-hmm. There's just a natural beauty to her that's undeniable, but it's not like, oh, I'm gonna fuck Aunt May. Like, it was never like that. <laughs> like, never did you feel like that at all. I'm like I did when I watched my cousin Trevor. video. Yeah, Amen. <laughs> but you guys not have or that feeling with Sally Fields Spider-Man. in the last Spider-Man or, movie, no? Um, or The Wrestler. Yeah. Her and I were gonna do a bunch of Boniva together and just get our freak on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Frank. I'm sorry. Sally Field doesn't uh, hold uh, a candle to Rosemary Harris. <laughs> you guys, are the worst. All right, F. Murray killed the Aunt May. No. <laughs> universe. All right, now we're on yes. to something. All right, Trevor. Now we're on. All right. So. No. Fuck Rosemary Harris. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. she knows. She knows stuff. She has to know. She grew up in like the 40s. She came of age in like old school Hollywood. Yeah. She has to know yeah. some crazy stuff. <laughs> um, I think I got to marry Marissa Tomei. As much as I love Noma Ray, Sally Field. How would you I, not marry Sally Fields? She is a goddess. Because it's Marissa Tomei. Yeah, because, like... because I feel like if I killed Sally Field, it only releases her pure form to ascend to heaven. <laughs> I feel like Sally Field is actually God like in dogma. And she's trapped in human form. Oh. And so I have to kill her to release her. To become the goddess of the world. I worry about what we're going to see in the newspaper tomorrow. I... Sally Fields yeah. has been killed. <laughs> in a horrendous <laughs> Hannibal style <laughs> display of her body. Oh my God. The altar of a church, <laughs> Sally Fields' body was found. Right. Do we this tell anybody really, what we know, guys? This is really gone off the rails. <laughs> Podcast coming out Wednesday. Oh. Let's get back on track, guys. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill Uncle Ben's. <laughs> and I'm assuming Joe Pesci's is Uncle Ben. Ooh. Oh. Oh. I'm glad, I'm glad we're making this. I'm glad we're making these equal opportunities. We, so, so somebody's going to pull my feminist card for Martin allowing Sheen. that whole conversation. I'm say that right yeah, now. Mary Martin Sheen. How many, okay, fuck who? Joe Pesci and kill, kill uh, original uh, Uncle Ben. Uncle oh, ben. Uh, Sam uh, Raimi, Uncle Ben. Exactly. Oh. Who's his? What's his name? Oh, Cliff Roberts. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Kill him. Yeah. Kill him. But he's dead. such a nice old man. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> I got no reason. Are you okay. sitting here in this podcast and telling me you want it? Fuck Cliff Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I fuck Joe Pesci, Mary Martin Sheen, because he's the good Sheen. Uh, he's, he's the good Sheen. I don't know that I. Carlos or uh, Estevez. I forget what his, his uh, yes. real yeah, name. They're technically all Estevez. Well, no, no, no. I forget what uh, Martin, Sheen's, uh, Est- uh, Martin Sheen's actual name is. Because mm. Martin Sheen's the stage name. Charlie Sheen took it, and Emilio Estevez is the only one who's actually rocking. Yeah. That's right. Because he's Carlos Estevez mm-hmm. and not Charlie Sheen. And I forget what Martin Sheen's name actually is. Uh, we can find Miguel? that with computers. <laughs> I don't Miguel. think that I could take the sounds that Joe Pesci makes when you're having sex. I don't think freaking freaking I can't. I that would be that would be why I couldn't have sex with Joe Pesci. So by default, I'd have to kill him, which sucks because I really like Joe Pesci. Well, I think I think the danger you run with playing fuck Mary Kill and choosing to fuck Joe Pesci is he also is playing internally fuck Mary Kill and it's always kill. (laughs) So Martin Sheen is known as Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. Look, 
Yeah, yeah. Is that, where is it? Mm, yeah, so of course, Ramon I'm of course I'm gonna Estevez. kill Cliff Roberts. That's a sexy name. <laughs> Ramon Estevez? I'll fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think Martin's more sexier. <laughs> like you're like, oh yeah, really this exotic name. I love it. No, 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 no. Martin Sheen. <laughs> that's that that's the I wanna go too. purely off my looks, nothing else. That's right. <laughs> uh speaking of looks. Uh, this I feel like this film. I don't know how you guys feel. Like the posters for this are pretty much some of the worst posters that I've seen for a film. Like none of them really get me excited. They look like kind of like like they wanted the Deadpool aesthetic, but didn't have the balls to make them funny. The only one that I really liked was one they released like the the nurse even had too. It was like it was like an homage to Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Oh, that one was cool. I thought that was cool. It's like why wasn't that out much much sooner mm-hmm. in the film? Than that should yeah, that should have been the poster over the the crazy nonsense one that everyone was making fun of. Yeah. Um, well, I just I, I think yeah, there's nothing. There's never going to be anything more striking than the first Spider Man one. Like like the the Twin Towers one originally, and then like the the Golden Sunset one of him like flying through. Like nothing's gonna beat that image in terms of like live action Spider Man. But yeah, this one really didn't. They sh- I I liked I liked the aesthetic that they chose, but the visuals that they got with it were kind of crappy. Are like Spider Man about- on his phone, like in the web hammock, was a fun idea. Spider Man with his backpack, like in between the buildings, is a fun idea. But whether the visuals actually like capture it in a striking way is very much up for debate. Mm. I'm staring at this beautiful Logan poster that you brought in and I'm just like Gorgeous. nothing it's a beautiful yeah. poster. And I, I bring it up because it's right there. But I'm thinking of like the. I made it myself. The, so. It's really good. Good job. Good job. But I'm thinking about like these posters compared to something like that or even, you know, like. They're yeah, almost don't... in the exact same pose if you look at the Batman yeah, and Spider Man yeah, posters. Yeah, Bat- yeah, Lego Batman and Spider Man Homecoming are yeah. very similar. The Spider Man ad campaign was clearly created by a corporate marketing team. Mm-hmm. Like it was the most inoffensive, just following trends marketing campaign. Well, we'll even look at how the trailers were cut. Yeah, I mean, like we, we, I think we talked about this before that you know, like the Thor trailer, for example, like that Ragnarok teaser was so awesome, or the way the Guardians promoted too. Like it didn't give anything away and just made you excited. And all the Spider-Man trailers, like here is the entire plot laid out, beat for beat. Well, yeah. it must be that I feel like that's the Sony side of things. Yeah. It has to have been the Sony. Wait, side are you of saying things. that Sony makes bad decisions hmm. sometimes How with dare with, you. with their spider properties? <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, because everybody's like, hey, Sony's back on track now. They've got a great Spider-Man film. But does that get you at all excited about seeing a Venom film or a Black Cat and Silver Sable film? For me, it doesn't. I just feel inundated with Venom. We talked about this at our, didn't we talk about this on our last podcast? Mm -hmm. I just feel like, I don't even know, I feel like I know a lot about Venom and I've never even read a Venom book. I feel inundated with Venom. I feel like Venom is everywhere. Is that? Well, technically, we could eventually see um, uh, Indian Venom. If they continue on with Flash Thompson. That's true. Is he Venom? He was for a long bit. He's probably the um, the second longest serving tenure as Venom. Yeah. Um, actually, we technically saw the other two people who have been Venom in this movie. Flash Thompson yeah. and Matt, Matt Gargan. Gargan. Yeah. All right. Those are the other two guys who have maintained who have held the Venom suit for a substantial amount of time. There have been a few other like one-off kind of characters who have gotten it. Mostly gangsters who have somehow <laughs> scrounged enough money to get it off of Eddie Brock. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Venom is Venom's also like again like Venom's sort of a, a character like now so far removed from his original thing. Like the Flash Thompson version of it is so much better. Yes. Like the character that actively. Um, Shows like first of all, Flash Thompson is a better protagonist than Eddie Brock is. 
by far. Um, but then also like seeing the evolution of the symbiote from being this like vengeful beast into being like a, a, a genuinely caring, um, uh, altruistic being. Yeah. And like reading it now where they've kind of rebooted Venom back into his original state. He's back with Eddie Brock. They did a lot of writing to get him to make it, it made Spider-Man shit. again. But reading that book now, it's like, I, this is like a Venom that I don't like anymore. Like we've, I read him as he grew up and he evolved, and I like that evolution. But now it's like taking him back to the beginning. I don't know anybody who's been like, yes, finally. We get to see this really simplistic portrayal of these characters. I mean, it, it, the, the one thing that uh, classic Venom is always going to have is it's a, an amazingly striking image. The, the, the look of classic Venom kind of trumps the Agent Venom Flash Thompson look. Like that is, it's a cool look, but it's it's not going to get that visceral reaction that we get from like black suit Venom classic. Like seeing Todd McFarlane drawing that character all beefed up and like the way he classically looks is just they have they never really captured that with Eddie Brock uh, with uh, Flash Thompson. Not even as uh, as Venom Space Knight. No, oh no, you God, <laughs> that was. They've been stepping him back further and further with every every march. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's just something about the character that, like, yeah, he's just evolved past it. And to try and reboot him back to this, it's like the, uh, I mean, we can get super deep cut, like Wally West and DC and some of the shit they're doing. But that's sort of what it is. That's true. He's wearing a pacemaker, guys. He's got a pacemaker now. What? Okay. <laughs> the Kid Flash has got a pacemaker. Or no, just Flash has got a pacemaker. Wally West. Just yep. to, mm-hmm. just to be like everybody can do anything? Or is that why? If just he runs to too like fast, everyone's... he could die. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That's my least interesting characterization of Wally West. Like, no, don't don't do that. Uh, so this is a kind of a fairly big departure from the last two Spider-Man films we've seen. Is there anything that those two movies have done that, I mean, comic-wise, that you wish was in this film? Any characters or any, like, plot points? From, like, the amazing Spider-Man Andrew Garfield? Yeah, that and the Sam Raimi's. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, as J. Oh, Jonah Jameson, yeah. which we know will never happen now because he's Commissioner Gordon, so that's out the window. Yeah, oh, I love him. But I, I don't. Do we even think that we'll ever get the Daily Bugle and that side of him? Like, we will never get because, as much as an amazing uh, thing it is, Ben Urich is dead. Spoiler oh, yeah, alert that. for season. There's one that too. Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think we're ever, ever going to get the true blue Daily Bugle staff. I hope we get Shame. it next. Um, Next up, movie. Like, that's the one piece that was really missing was Peter Parker working for the Daily Bugle. Kind of more like he was yeah. doing the Ultimate Universe, where he's kind of more like the... Yeah, web design yeah. and everything, and then, like, stumbling into uh-huh. reporting with, like, web Ben Urich or something. Oh. oh. There you go. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that is why Bendis did that. Because yeah. this was back in, like, 2000 when, like, surfing the web was, like, a real there big term. But I like the portrayal of J. Jonah Jameson and Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe. I felt like it was a more realistic portrayal than the way it is now, where it's just, like, I hate Spider-Man, and it's always going to be like that. I feel like J. Jonah refuses to evolve. Yeah. Now he feels like a caricature of, like, a Fox News pundit, almost. Yeah. And Bendis did a very good job of humanizing him and making him a fully fleshed-out three-dimensional character. It was like, yeah, he, he, he had legitimate reasons why he didn't like him initially. He's a, he's the one he's one of the few characters in that universe that has a secret identity that hides behind a mask. We don't know who he is. He is unanswerable to anyone theoretically. But then, like as he actually saw who he was as a hero, he 
backed off and recognized it. And spoiler alert again for Ultimate Spider-Man, he offers to pay for Peter Parker's college and says, you can work here. I understand why you are the way you are, and I support this, and I respect you as a character and as a a hero. And yeah, it's such... It was, again, Ultimate Spider-Man, with few exceptions, was just phenomenal throughout. Well, because I think you're caught in a universe where you... It allows you to make those evolutions in a character where mm-hmm. I feel like the standard Marvel universe, they feel like we got to well, keep everything kind of the status quo and only it's the illusion yeah. of change. Yeah, and that was, it really was, it was the roadmap of what a 21st century Spider-Man looks like. And that's, I would rather use that as the roadmap than um, trying to adapt classic Spider-Man stuff and rethinking, like, how do we make it modern? Like, just follow Ultimate Spider-Man. I'd rather see that. And you have 15 years of comics behind it to pull from. Yeah. And now, does this make you feel like, all right, Fox, get get it together, realize that you've got some issues with the Fantastic Four franchise, partner up with Marvel, see if you can do something yeah. that really salvages. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I know you have problems, Chris, with their handling of the X franchise and everything, but I, I will happily sacrifice them always having the the X Men franchise for them to give back Fantastic Four and finally see that done right. Yeah, that's it's not going to happen though. <laughs> Like, I, like, I want like, it to, but yeah. it, it won't. Do you feel like Fox we could see the success that they're having? It just even just commercially, but also just you know the how well received it is by fans of the the character. They're like, man, maybe you should do something with Marvel to have them kind of at least be more of a creative influence on what you do with the Fantastic Four. I don't, uh, I don't think so. I mean, we, in some ways, we're even seeing Sony backpedal a bit with Marvel. I mean, the fact that they're insisting on making their own Spider Verse without Spider Man is stupid to start with but i i i'll be curious to see if they still go through those plans after the success of this or if that was their way of like hedging their bets i don't see fox doing it though sadly i, I would love that to happen because i actually really like the fantastic four and we still haven't gotten a good fantastic four movie yeah but i, I don't know because i feel like all it takes is for venom not to do well or black because i can't imagine do anybody do we think we live in a world where the uh black cat silver sable movie is gonna do really well at the box office so no. Yeah, silver, silver sable, sable. Oh, I thought silver surfer. <laughs> no, silver, <laughs> silver saber. Be silver What's saber is a. Oh wait, you're saying Eastern saber? Europe sable, yeah. sable, sable. Sa- yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, which I, I just said saber on accident. Oh, okay. I was like, so silver, so sable, like a, like a, like a coat, like a mink. Oh uh, yeah, like I don't know what she's like Eastern European, kind of Russian, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a and mink she's, coat. Yeah, she's like all like her sable, like it's like old Hollywood. Yeah, she's got like man silver hair and wears like a, a super, silver right. outfit. Huh. Yeah. yeah, she's kind of Black Widow esque, sort of. But silver. And she's just yeah, she's you know kick ass kind of uh, you know, Russian. Mm. She's cool looking. Yeah, but I just like mm, I don't want to see. She's kind of like Black Cat. But yeah. I, is I can realize is I can send a message to Sony. It's like we shouldn't try to worry about trying to expand this universe. Let's just focus on the good thing that we've well, got with Marvel. You have the problem with Marvel's success and DC's success muddying the water with what the with what Fox and Sony will do because they see all the stuff that Mar- that Marvel's doing and it's working out. And it's the it's the Marvel characters, but then you have stuff like DC's going to be pushing like this whole Gotham franchise that they have. They have the Batman movies, Gotham City Sirens, the Batgirl movie, Nightwing. a Nightwing movie. They are just building it all entirely. Just this corner of the universe is going to be like the 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 foundation of this world, it seems, or at least a huge corner of it. And so you have these dueling ideas sort of competing, and well, it'll be interesting to see what side Sony ends up on 
because as as much as Marvel is offering an example, DC and Fox are offering counterexamples to confuse Sony. Yeah, but I just I feel like Spider Man benefited so much. Like even if was when you had more of a Marvel, you had Iron Man involved in this. But just the fact that you could plant all those little seeds or use those elements from the Marvel Cinematic Universe benefited so greatly that the Fantastic Four had that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think you would, it would make for a, a better film. Yeah. Now they oh, can move it would, into Dark yeah. Towers. Or now, yeah, because, uh, you know, the the Reed building. Wait, where the Fantastic Four are on top of Baxter which building. Bu- Baxter building? Yeah, now they have, there's a giant... Open skyscraper for that's them now. True, yeah. That's true. You, you bought that and you built Four Freedoms Plaza right there. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Yeah, they're already setting it up. They're just waiting for that's that money right. to come. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. Get that A away. Just you know, put a four in the well, space. And, and Marvel has been, Marvel has been systematically, retroactively making Iron Man two a better movie with the release of other movies. Mm-hmm. They made uh, Gary Shandling more cool in <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Now they made it even more cool with oh Peter Parker was in it too. He was that kid. Marvel has been like and now like technically we could assume that because Martin Starr this is actually his second Marvel appearance. We could assume that that was actually his character in Incredible Hulk, and this is like the trajectory of where that character ended up with. Now he's in Spider Man. So Marvel's been not only taking care to make movies good as is, but going back and correcting movies that sucked at the time. <laughs> and so, we, when are we going to get the college students from Thor: Dark World? They're all going to be like <laughs> in humans. Yeah, they we're going to have a lot of help to make that movie. We're going to have the Darcy movie. And it's just going to answer all those questions. It's just going to be Cat Denning. And <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of interesting though, right? Because they do. It's like it's like being given a time machine and being able to go back and fix it. Yeah. If you want to. You just don't can't lay it on too thick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a way of, you know, if you if you mess up, it's a way of going back and be like, no, it's totally intentional because yeah. of this. And you're like, no, it wasn't, but that was a really good cover. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fun for the fans because now we get to theorize and you yeah. know, have a whole timeline to explore and have fun with. Well, it's also just What's fun about it is it actually is adapting comic books because this is comic books. There's so many times where writers just like, that was a shitty idea and execution, but a great kernel of something in there. So let's just, after the fact, go back and re uh, redo it and just make it better. And now that we have all this information, we can go back and properly address it the way it was meant to be when we thought we had it at the time. And so, it's, yeah, it's just cool because it's like, this is how comics are. Stuff changes like this all the time between years and years and all these different people coming on. And Marvel's just more fully than DC ever will, at least at this point, is fully adapting the experience of what it is to read a comic book hmm. as a movie. Along those lines, what's our next movie? We're on break for a while. Aww. It's is it Thor Ragnarok? Unless Technically, we wanted to go see Atomic Blonde. Unless we want to see Atomic Blonde, which is based on a comic book. Valerian, which is based on a comic book, and the secret um uh Kingsman. I didn't know that Ooh, Oh yeah. I'm so excited for yeah, Kingsman. We must do Kingsman. I want to do Kingsman cool. so bad. But yeah. I didn't know that Valerian was based on a comic book. The, mm-hmm. I saw it's a trailer. A European I comic don't book. Understand it. I don't get it's a sci it's a sci-fi I, well yeah I love I mean and I love sci-fi but I couldn't tell from the trailer I was just like is this just like does nothing the thing happen? you need to understand about European science fiction is it's fucking bonkers it's mm-hmm. crazy it's insane I like they just that. go off onto weird stuff have you ever read the world of Adina no it so I was uh, last Christmas the Valerian trailer just dropped and I couldn't remember what the series was called I just knew it was French and so I ordered the <laughs> wrong book. 
But World of Adina is this super crazy, like way too relevant for being in the 60s book about like how we're too connected to technology and like how we are losing our sense of what human is. Mm -hmm. And it was so fascinating. That's so funny. Like, I would love for that to turn into something. In the yeah. 60s, it's like, put down that walkie-talkie. <laughs> get, get rid of the, that radio. <laughs> We're too, too reliant on it. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, funny. but that's we sort of have a grab bag of non-traditional superhero comic book adaptations through the rest of summer and into fall up until Thor Ragnarok in November. Oh, we'd be off for that long? Mm -hmm. so yeah. Thor? This when is, is when the is this is the movie season. next year. Yeah, Deadpool's oh. next year. Yeah, we, we basically have two more left this year in terms of traditional comic book stuff. We have Thor Ragnarok, and then literally like three, four weeks later, if that, we Just have Justice League. League. So Justice League is the finale. I'm gonna miss you too oh, much. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I, I definitely vote for doing Kingsman. Though. I want yeah. I, yeah. I will yeah. definitely well, Kingsman's see Kingsman. A, yeah, Kingsman's a straight up adaptation of a comic book, and it's Mark Millar. He is like a comic book writer, like yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. So for sure that one. Yes. So for when sure. When is that out? I'm jazzed. Uh, September 29th. I was, just lo I was looking through the release dates it's here to figure too out. too far away. No. So yeah, but we have Atomic Blonde. I'd be down to talk about that because that movie looks It, it looks so good. Are we? Oh but is, so is it, was it based on a comic book? Do you have no. any reason? No. To no, it, no it, based it just on looks really book. awesome and no, we want to talk about it. it's based on a comic book. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I thought somebody guys mentioned that. It is no, based on I a comic mentioned book. it. It's not called just... Atomic Blonde, but it's based on a comic book. But it was qualifies. It was one of those like make the comic book to prove the property works to get it made into a movie. At least that's the, from my understanding of what I've read about stuff, mm -hmm. that was the story as I understood it is that they made it as like a proof of concept kind of comic book idea. I will definitely be seeing that. So if you guys would like to get together and discuss oh. it, mm -hmm. that would be, Are we fun. down. Yeah. That's next yes. month. So that's, cool. yeah, that's comic-con week, right? Uh, is it that soon? I think no, so. that's comic-con is like, Two weeks from now. Yeah, isn't it? no, it's yeah, the week after. Is that, is no, no, it's it's the Atomic Blonde's the twenty eighth. Oh, okay. So no, and then Valerian is the twenty first. That's Valerian and Dunkirk come out the week of Comic Con. Who's going to Comic Con, by the way? I'll be there. I wish, unless I get we'll oh, I'll fucking sweet be there. Ticks. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got, was it, is it half of us or four? Okay. So four out of six. Is are going. Wait, is Comic Book? Wait. Comic Con's in like two weeks. Yeah, mm -hmm. the okay. twenty something. Yeah. 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 No, I keep thinking so I might, I might wind up getting tickets, yeah. but I, it would, something would have to fall through for me to get these tickets. So just, guys, wish that someone dies. Just hope that somebody dies. Okay, let's put it up in the universe. We can there. do more than Joe, wish. Just <laughs> uh, uh, Joe offline Pesci. tell us. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> looking to get Joe those sweet Pesci tickets. Uh, yeah. Oh, one last thing I want to say is the uh, what I loved is the uh, updated uh, score for the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon, kind of leaving oh, the Marvel Oh, that was so awesome. We didn't even talk about that. That was yes. fucking that phenomenal. That was cool. Oh, Giacchino. That's when oh. I heard that. I was like, that's what I would have liked more for Wonder Woman. Something that was yeah. more yeah. tailored. I just oh, want like something the, that was more well, tailored. Even like, I don't want to bring it yeah. back to this. But like, it saying, been, like, like uh, what's cool is, and that we remind about Spider-Man that Wonder Woman didn't put, take into effect, or uh, but like Batman, Lego Batman did, is the multimedia history, mm -hmm. not just the comic books, but like Spider-Man's music, Spider-Man's, but like that yeah. is so iconic to the character, but outside of the comic book purview of it. But yeah, like the Wonder Woman things are Wonder Woman. Like we, like fans know that tune. And so it would have been cool to, yeah, do what Marvel did with the amazing Spider-Man and incorporate that. Like, cause Wonder Woman is uh, more so than a lot of these characters. Wonder Woman is probably more popular as like, this outside figure than uh, she is of her comic book storylines and of the comic book content. Like people, it's more like Linda Carter 
than anything else, really. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's a very special case. And so, yeah, it would have been cool to see them adapt that like Marvel did with Spider-Man. And Cameron, I'm not being negative about Wonder Woman because you know that I adored it. I, I, I know. I, I mentioned I'm, before the I'm podcast, since I, since I missed the Wonder Woman talk, that I, when I listened to the podcast, I, I made the joke that the show is much more negative when I'm not here. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I do understand that was a very okay. that was okay. a good one. I did. Okay. <laughs> Did you feel we were more positive today? He wanted to make sure you weren't making I fun do. of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. He doesn't listen to them ever. I don't listen to our podcast because I, I hate my voice. Yeah, what? Well, the voice of an angel. You oh, do. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate that, guys. I would fucking marry that I think voice. you sound like <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the Joe Pesci of the group? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> oh, guys. We did it again, guys. Yeah. I know people didn't think it was possible, but we made it. We happen. did, and not just that. We set up at least two more of these. Yeah. Um, right. than, than we had before the end of the year, so that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know the fans have demanded it. The fan, the, <laughs> the people are clamoring. That's right. You yeah. ask for it, we deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So minimum of two more crossover episodes, maximum of five for the rest of the year. <laughs> if yeah, we want to go full blown, we're not going to hey. do uh, the Last Jedi either. Oh, shit. Oh. I and shit, we'll all go to it together. We can, but oh, yeah. I don't know if uh, we need to podcast about it. I mean, the world needs to know our opinions. <laughs> yes. That's true. If well, you guys don't want to hear our opinions, then tweet at us. <laughs> oh, please. Nice. Oh, what a segue. Find us on Instagram. Tweet at us. Use all the hashtags. Uh, let us know. If you want us to stop doing this, there's only one way to get us to stop, and that is to follow us. Listen, rate, rate and review these podcasts. And where can they follow you, Amanda? Where can they, Me personally? Yes. Well, thank you so much for asking. I'm at Comic Book Novice on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and you can hashtag the Novice and Frank if you want to want us to stop talking. Um, or do more of these. That'd be great to hear, too. If you have any suggestions, Frank, they can find you, too. At Happy Go Jackie. <laughs> they can do it. They, I already got some tweets. They don't want me to talk anymore. Really? <laughs> oh, you guys, how does, that's, a, that's amazing. Cause, yeah, <laughs> I had no idea we were streaming live. I would have talked so much less about vaginas. <laughs> so, yeah, they that's can right. find... Guys, can they find you to make you stop talking? They can. They can find our podcast at Tim Talk Pod on the Twitter and Instagram and uh, Gmails. Uh, they can find me personally at Cameron.Dexter on Instagram. I had to lean to the mic there. And you can find me at Lordifer on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah. What, what oh, about you guys? And on Twitter. And if they want, guys, listen, if they're like, we hate the Flash, uh, we don't want any more Flash-related things out there in the universe, where should they go to tell you that? You should go fuck yourself. So <laughs> you, <should do>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find uh, me personally at TrevorCopter is my handle. Um, and Chris, since you aren't on Twitter, why don't you tell them where you can find our podcast on social media? That's P O two W underscore flash. Don't be a dick about it. Actually, sell it. Like get people excited to check out our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Or you can email car dealer car dealership. (laughs) What can I get you with getting these Rocktober sales? (laughs) Um, And then you can email us podcast to the number worlds at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, also, really quickly, would like to make sure that you are aware, our listeners, of the Nerdist School Network that we're all a part of. You hear advertisements for all the other podcasts. Um, every episode that you listen to any one of our podcasts, you'll hear ads for those podcasts. Listen out for them. We got uh, a lot of cool stuff happening at the Nerdist School Theater, a lot of cool podcasts happening uh, on the network and recording in the booth that we're at. And it's just a great time. You can find us on... Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Nerdist School Network. Um, it's a lot of great stuff. And I think that uh, hopefully we'll have stuff coming up for con. 
Uh, I know uh, Carnival, some of, they're doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully um, we'll get to be able to do some stuff with uh, the podcast over there. But also, um, what did I want to say? Oh, yeah, the uh, Nerdist School Theater that we are tangentially a part of as being part of the Nerdist School Network is having the Nerdist School Assembly September 16th here at Meltdown Comics. It's going to be multiple stages, a lot of good stuff, improv, sketch, video, all sorts of stuff, and possibly some podcasting happening that same day. Figuring some stuff out, guys, but you might have a chance to podcast September 16th as part of a live event. Wait, are you talking to us or are you talking to the general audience? I'm talking to the general audience, but also you guys right now. I've been pitching some stuff. I'm waiting to hear responses. So clear the calendar. September 16th. uh, Hopefully, I'm pushing for it. Get a podcast presence for that. Perfect. It'll be our second fan meetup. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a, a fan meetup. Mom, if you want to come out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents won't because we talked about vaginas and fucking. <laughs> but if you guys want to, <laughs> please do. If you guys know anybody that's died and left you their Comic Con tickets, um, again, it's uh, <laughs> just bad. Let me if I die, <laughs> you can have mine. Thank you. Yes, you can't kill me, but if it happens, okay. Yeah. But I'll cry a little on there. Causes. Yeah. Natural <laughs> All right. causes. Uh, steam clams? Cameron and <laughs> Cameron and Chris, how do we you how do Wait, we wrap up? Baby? Yeah, how do we wrap up the podcast, guys? Oh, uh, do we have time to do uh what do you our bat plugs? No. Let's I don't think we do have time for that. No, usually we end it while we talk about like what we've been reading and we call it rather childishly bat plugs. Mm. Um but yeah, I don't think we have time for that right now. Give us right one give thing. Give us you you guys give us your bat plugs and we'll just defer. We just did a Yesterday, and I lost the audio, so you have to re-record it too. Um, <laughs> oh, you no, know it's boating really, really strong go, clothes. Uh, Baby Driver, there you go. Oh, great. Yeah. That's what we talked about yesterday. It's fucking amazing. Go see that. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then there was a there was a, a video that I watched over the weekend uh, by this YouTuber named Video Game Donkey that did an amazing analysis on the problem with um, reviewers and critique websites and how kind of there is a big problem going on in the in that culture right now. And it's very interesting. Uh, we'll put it somewhere <laughs> online eventually. Uh, but go on I don't know. I don't know what that have to do with us after we spent an hour and a half critiquing. reviewing a movie. No, no, it's, it's about like <laughs> no, like big websites giving like sheets. AV Club and like stuff like that. Well, oh it was, it was mainly God. focused on gaming culture and how mm. like GameSpot will you know just destroy it in the written review and then still give it like a nine point two. Okay. Uh, oh my God! Oh, we're, interesting. We're part hey, that's, of the problem. That's, <laughs> yeah, you don't see, you don't really see that in other culture, uh, in other like pop culture stuff. Like, right, it's mostly just like, eh, like they'll 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 give you the letter grade that they <laughs> the write up says it is. Yeah, yeah. He he talks a lot about how like big websites are afraid of giving bad reviews because they're given early access to games and they feel like if they trash it, then they're going to kind of lose that connection. And it's kind of this weird balance that's going on right now, especially with Gamergate had- a couple of years ago. It's everything's kind of fucked right now. I had now. that when I had like access to like when I was like writing reviews for like comic books, and it's just like this is a personal relationship that I have. I don't want to shit on it. It's yeah. weird. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what we've been watching, reading, listening to. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> movie <laughs> TBD. <laughs> I'm Solange. Oh, <laughs> all right, let's do it again. Start over. I'm Solange. And I'm Jessica. And this is our podcast, Jessica and Solange Take Down the Patriarchy. We break down movies from a feminist point of view to see how they uphold or take down the patriarchy. Listen to us on Nerdist School Network or subscribe to us on iTunes or you can find us on SoundCloud. We come out the last Thursday of the month 
when we can. Be a part of the resistance just by listening and supporting us. It's that easy. Oh, and go vote at all elections. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.